low energy. We'll get into it. <laughs> we ready? Should we start? Should we preamble? Oh, sure, we're we it. It's been going for 10 seconds. <laughs> uh, this is podcast this is word content, folks. Terrible preamble. Terrible preamble. Uh, hi, everybody. Ambling amps how's it, before how's it the ambling. What was that, Tim? I talked over you. <laughs> also good podcasting stuff. <laughs> what were you saying? It's not. No, nothing important. Uh, well, hi, everybody. Welcome to Dance Robot Dance, episode 71. Um, you haven't heard my voice in a couple of weeks because I've been slacking. Slacking. You have not been slacking. You've been very busy That's just true. not been very with busy. podcast. I know. I've I've uh, I've missed podcasting, but it's it's been a very busy few weeks. It's going to continue to be busy for another 2 weeks and then it's So, first of all, why don't we why don't we say hi? Um you got Christy here speaking to you from the from the interwebs, um, and I'll be your host tonight. And uh, with us, we got our usual crew. We've got Tim. Hello, everyone. Happy American Thanksgiving. Happy American Thanksgiving. And we've got Mark. What's going on, everybody? See, you always say that, what's going on, but they can't answer right away. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I want them to think to themselves. I want them to be like, "What is going on? <laughs> What's going on?" No. That's my new karaoke song. It's so good. Really? It's so is that good. Actually, what you do at karaoke? Well, yeah, I would kill that song at karaoke. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I would kill it. I just didn't know if you were being facetious because remember, apparently, your whole life is a lie, and you're not sure what's real and what's not. What? We we had that discussion a few episodes ago. How somebody was like, "You're always like so on." Oh and yeah, my like, life is oh, a lie. <laughs> am, I, am I real? Who's Christy? What's Christy? Is Christy real? Yes, right. I forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me and bring me back to a moment of psychological turmoil. <laughs> You're how welcome. dare you? Um, but You're welcome. <laughs> did you just Moana me? I did. <laughs> When did you watch it? Oh, I watched it back in like July. I watched it on one of my flights to or from uh, my company's headquarters. I fell asleep about like 20 minutes before the end of it. And then I like woke up like just as everything was resolving. But I kind of put together what happened. Oh, but it's so good. How do you fall asleep? Because I was fucking exhausted. I think it was on the way back, actually. And I had a lot to drink the night before. And I was going on about four hours of sleep. Fair enough. And, like, and still on a plane, like that's a good that's a good time to sleep. Yeah. I usually don't sleep on planes. I usually cannot sleep on planes. I usually don't sleep on planes. Case, I don't want to get incepted. <laughs> that too. Maybe we're all incepted right now. Is that a legitimate concern in your life, Christy? You're really worried about a fictional thing happening to you? <laughs> How do you know it's fictional? Who do we even know who we are? Like, is living even living? Are we all in the Matrix? All right, Jim Carrey. Relax. <laughs> Jim Carrey? What are we talking about? Jim Carrey's yeah, he, gone off the deep end lately. Yeah, you, you didn't hear about that? No. No, he went to like some award show or something like some charity thing. I can't remember what it was exactly, but they they interviewed him and asked him what he was doing there. And he's like, are any of us really here? Like, does any of this matter? Blah, blah, blah. He just like has he's just massive nihilistic like brain like explosion. I guess I guess he's completely lost his mind. So well, I was never like the most stable human being to begin with. So, yeah. Well, anyway, poorly breaking down. Him and his fucking crazy anti-vax wife. 
Yeah. Oh no! You didn't know that about? Uh, I don't really study up on Jim. About Jenny McCarthy. That's who he's married to. No, yeah. isn't she with? Isn't she with one of the Wahlbergs? Now? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't make it any better. He with, who he's with now, if any, if anybody. No, didn't somebody just die? Like, didn't his girlfriend die, and that's why he's like losing his shit or something like what that, or get really? How did we get here? <laughs> I don't know because you you're having you're having a weekend, and you're not keeping us reined in, Christy. Yeah, exactly. This is what happens when you're not here, Christy. No, <laughs> uh, he does not seem to be married to anybody now. It's, it looks he he was never actually married to Jenny McCarthy. I guess they were just dating. Anyway, anyway, let's talk about each other a little bit instead of Jim Carrey. What'd you guys get up to the last few weeks? You would know if you'd listen to our podcast. I didn't. <laughs> I haven't had time. You do an hour commute every day to work. Yeah, How do you I not have time to listen to the podcast? Reciting lines. Listening oh. to things she wants to listen to. <laughs> Fair enough. No, honestly, I've been on a good wife binge and um, it's taken up a lot of my time. That's why I've been so busy, everybody. I've just been watching The Good Wife. <laughs> yeah, she refuses to podcast while she's binging a, like, a show that's yeah. 10 plus years old or something. <laughs> no, it's not that old. But anyway, so no, tell me. what, what Give me a little, little update of Rue. I don't know. I mean, I started playing Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah, yeah. I knew that. And what else? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Punisher, Justice League. Lots, yeah. lots of lots of things. Lots, lots of, of nerdy things, things the yeah. last couple of weeks. Yeah, there's been yeah. some some hardcore nerdery. That's for sure. Indeed, which I'm sure we'll get to at some point. Hmm. What about you, Mark? Same, pretty much. Just like you know, doing nerdy things, going to concerts, working, doing my usual routine, as it were. Mm-hmm. So nothing, nothing exciting or new. Are so. you stalling because you didn't look up any news? No, I have all the news. Oh, good. Yeah, no, I can prepped. <laughs> no, I'm just genuinely curious about how your lives are. That's all. Sorry for being interested. Yeah, it came across as false. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, oh, geez. Oh. Okay, well then, fine. We can just get right into it. You don't have to be social or whatever. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I think we're just we're just not used to having much preamble because the last couple of weeks we've just been like. Holy fuck, there's so much goddamn news to cover. We just yeah. need to get straight to it kind of thing. Yeah. Oh. We've done like hours of news the last yeah. two weeks. Like pretty much but, the first hour of the show has been just like straight news for yeah. this week has been thankfully a little uh, less crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, my last few weeks have been a crazy. Um and they're gonna just keep getting crazy until the end of this weekend, I think. But um yeah, I was in Julius Caesar getting not stabbed. And um, lots of stabbing and um, had an improv show last Wednesday and now have another one on Saturday. Looks like you were doing some writing, too. Yes, I wrote a play um, with my friend Aaron. So, like, we're going to be producing that the next few months. So it's been it's been crazy. Is this your first time writing a play? No, I wrote um, okay. the yellow wallpaper like based off the short story like years ago and have produced that and it's and it's won a couple of awards which was really cool no it was actually just as a side note my my little brother kicked ass and he works for the north face and he got mark and i like a couple grand worth of stuff nice yeah like that just fell off the back of no, a truck. we didn't fall out no we paid for it but we got like 
we got a huge discount because he's you know like killing it up at the North Face. So nice. Yeah, but that's my life update to the listeners and uh, people who care. And sorry it hasn't been like you know. I'm sorry I'm not like drunk or you know high on life. I'm just chill today. So hopefully that'll make what is like it is Wednesday compared to our usual more going towards the end of the week recording where we start to kind of unwind a little bit. True. So but yeah, so why don't we why don't we just get right into the news? We'll get we'll get right up in there. So just a quick little thing to start off. I made the guys watch well I make, they were gonna watch it anyway, but um Rick and Morty uh put out a short Mr. Poopy Butthole. Uh, Don't yawn already, Christy. This was clearly extremely uh, captivating. So captivating that Christy's falling asleep. I'm passing out. Yes. It's called The Poop in My Pants. Yeah, it's called The Poop in My Pants. And it's really great. And it's really sweet. And everything about it was like cute and sad and wonderful. And now I love a character called Mr. Poopy Butthole. Like, (laughs) I never knew this was going to happen. So... (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just like emotional manipulation at its like yeah. at its finest. Like I'm sure that's what Dan Harmon meant is like let's just fuck with these people's emotions about this ridiculous fucking character. That and I think that it was also um kind of a slap in the face to fans who would probably be expecting something far more comical and like dark. Yeah. It was just nice. So Well, I mean it 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 juxtaposes against like the his his sort of fate where which is probably one of the darkest parts of Rick and Morty where he gets shot <laughs> because they think he's fake because they don't have any bad memories of him because he's like so pure and perfect. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's like such a dark, <laughs> twisted, great moment. Yeah. Oh man. And then like watching Beth, like him not really want to talk to Beth again. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Dead. Anyway, um so you should go watch that if uh if you get a chance. Because it's great. It's been all over the internet. Yeah, it's all over the internet. Another thing that's all over the internet, good segue, Tim, is, um, I don't know if you guys have talked about this yet, but the fact that Pikachu speaks. Yeah. People are losing it. Yeah, I, I love those video clips where, like, uh, it shows him, like, talking and the whole theater just going, like, no! what? No! That's wrong. What? No. Oh, my God. Like, their fucking lives are over. Yeah. Because Pikachu <laughs> said something. There's like, no, my childhood. Like, what, what, what did he say? It was like, I, it's like, I, Pika, want to be with you or something yeah, like that. Anything. <laughs> like, they've been writing Pokemon for years and they couldn't think of a better opening fucking line for Pikachu <laughs> to speak for the first time. Pika, what? Like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Nobody wants to hear that. Was it at least The Rock doing the voice? No. Like it's rumored to be. No, no, that's that's for Detective Pikachu, or rumored to be for Detective Pikachu, which that is a different different thing entirely, I guess. I don't know. The only Pokemon I know is Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. I have no I literally no idea what you guys are talking about right now. So <laughs> you should look at it. It's pretty funny. It's the reactions that are funny. Yeah, okay. exactly. So good. <laughs> People taking it so seriously. No! <laughs> oh no that was the best <laughs> the guys be like no this sucks <laughs> yeah but yeah and we'll, we'll just keep moving along we'll keep them going um for uh news other news this week we've got some uh some shows that have premiered um marvel's runaways came out on hulu and i have yet to take it in and i know tim hasn't but mark has taken in a couple episodes 
And uh, so far, the reviews are pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I pretty like I enjoyed it. It's very it's like a very direct adaptation of the comic. Yeah. Like it feels pretty note for note from what uh, if you've read the book, you're not going to be lost at all. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was, it's pretty good. It's I was not expecting it to be as maybe not graphic, but like the language is a lot heavier than I thought it would be and stuff like they're swearing a lot and stuff. And I was like, oh, interesting. Should I watch it before the gifted? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Gifted. I still haven't gone back to that. I watched the first three episodes of that too, and was not overly taken with it. And that's like, including the fact that Amy Acker's in it, whom I love. So, yeah. And that it's an X-Men series. Yeah. Well, technically runaways falls into the greater actually mutant. uh... Well, in the original story, like the comic, one of them is a mutant. Hmm. And then the rest of them have just kind of like kind of random magic and or science or whatever. They're a little bit more like schizophrenically power based as opposed to just like the X-Men are mutants. It's more like the Avengers Mm -hmm. that are just kind of like every they've got all kinds of different powers. Like there's a Spider-Man and blah, 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 like that kind of thing. One of them's a witch. It's 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 really good. I like have you. Did you ever read? You probably never read the. uh, Nope. Never read. Okay. Yeah. It's a really good. It's a Brian K. Vaughn book originally like he wrote the first like arc season kind of thing of it mm-hmm. and then was followed up i believe by joss whedon so oh nice. that's that's another good segue and when we're done talking about this we can move on okay we can, we can be done talking i'm excited i am excited to watch that uh that series though but speaking of joss whedon apparently he is still uh involved with the batgirl movie and the internet is not happy about it. No, because he's done some shitty things. Yeah. Like including Justice League, so there is that. Yeah. You said you like Justice League. Uh, I didn't hate Justice League. <laughs> I haven't even seen Justice League yet. I don't know if I'll bother seeing it in theaters, to be perfectly honest. The overwhelming fan response to it, like the what audience response or whatever on Rotten Tomatoes is like in the 80s. Whereas yeah. like the critical response is in like the forties or something like that. Yeah, so it's pretty. That. It's pretty divided in terms of like uh, critical response versus like fan response kind of thing. Yeah, because the fans are okay with it, right? Like some of them. I most, most, yeah. The most I think the most people are, are okay with it would be the operative like okay being the operative term in the sentence. Like you really have to pay attention to the. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, like there's there's problems with it. So I yeah. I don't know. I I the, the, yeah. Wonder Woman piqued my interest when you know because DC did a killer job with that, and she's still awesome in the movie. Yeah, and I feel like you'd appreciate the, the Ezra. Sorry, what? Yeah, your favorite theme. I feel like you'd appreciate the Ezra Miller stuff too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like Ezra Miller. It's, it's very it's very millennial. It's a very yeah. millennial flash. Yeah. I really like the TV version of the Flash, though. Oh, I do too. Well, so do I. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, this this was was a very different take than that. I, yeah. I heard that he was more like he has the Spider Man energy, like young Spider Man kind of thing. Like, yeah. he brings that yeah, element to this to the Justice League that um, that version of Peter Parker brought to the Avengers, the MCU, yeah. like the yeah. Avengers. I think yeah. that's that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. I don't feel like he was used quite as well as Peter Parker was in Civil War. Yeah. But well, I heard that with the problem with Justice League, and this is just all here hearing and reading some reviews, is that they tried to squish three to four movies into one movie, mm, and that moved the plot along too much. 
sweet. I think it could have been longer than it was, and I've heard that chopped a lot out. Yeah, yeah, they chopped a lot out, and that the uh, studio executives stuck their dick way up in it, which has apparently been one of the major issues with all the DC movies. Like, there's one guy that's like the CEO or the president of WB or something like that of the Warner Brothers that's really fucked with all the DC movies. And uh, they're laying, a, or the internet is laying a lot of blame at that. This one guy's feet, his name is like Kevin Yatsuhara or something like that. Mm. Yeah, because he was the guy who went, who like outright forbade them from going longer than two hours. Like he was like, it's a two hour movie or whatever. What? And I was like, he was, yeah. he was the guy that mandated the reshoots for Suicide Squad. And uh, yeah, so um, this Ugh. one studio exec apparently is, has taken a lot of creative control away from the directors and. So now people are starting to like call for this guy to just fucking quit or resign or at least not be able to have control over them. Although, I mean, as long as they're still making as much money as they are internationally, I don't know if that's going to happen. Well, the other, the other like there is no divide between the like the studio executive and the like DC creative lead type people where like there is at like at Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas like you have that Kevin Feige guy who can just kind of be like Especially now that like Disney's involved, they can just be like, "No, we, we're just going to do what I want to do because I made I made you guys like ten billion dollars in the past ten years or something like that." So. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, we'll move on from that because we have to do a Justice League episode at some point potentially. But it might, it might be a two man from the sound of things. Yeah. Blah. Yeah. <laughs> but also speaking of Marvel, just moving right in there. I know this isn't DC is not Marvel, but comic. Central Captain Marvel, Marvel. Captain Marvel announced a new addition to the team. They're going to have Jude Law, and he's going to be playing uh, Doctor Walter Lawson, the original Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. or Marvel, Marvel. Yeah, Marvel. Um, I'm. That's fucking awesome news. I'm glad they're going to do that transition from the like the original Captain Marvel over to. It's going to feel weird though, isn't it, to have like here's the original Captain Marvel like 20 minutes in the movie or something like that. He's not the Captain Marvel anymore or something. Yeah. He's going to be like the uh, Brian well, Cranston of Godzilla. Yeah. Well, it yeah. could be, or it, it's I'd, probably more spoilers. I, I would watch that movie. <laughs> you never watched that. Yeah. No. Uh, Kai, Kaiju's not really my thing. I don't know. I'd like that movie. The movie was fun. It was fun. Um, I think it's more like Abin Sir, I think would be the more mm-hmm. accurate way of kind of describing it for you. DC boy. Yeah. Fair where enough. like he kind of hands off the, the role to, Carol Danvers. It's not exactly that, obviously. Yeah. Because the the original Captain Marvel dies. Well, and like, but the thing horribly is horribly of cancer. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, like the, Carol Danvers comes in. So, like, much later, too. Mm. So, like, the death of Captain Marvel's story is one of those, like, really, you know, legendary, like seminal, 80s, yeah. seminal, yeah, seminal uh, Marvel books. And, yep. and the fact that they're, I don't know how they're going to treat it here, but like, the fact that they're, they might be like, cramming that into the first 15 minutes of a movie or something like that feels like maybe a disservice i don't know i'm gonna go out on the limb and say marvel will probably stick the landing the way they have tended to stick the landing on most things so far i have more creative faith in (laughs) uh kevin feige and the crew that are doing the marvel studios movies than i would on the other side of the street i think right now (laughs) so uh yeah but do we actually say who's playing him do we say it's jude law who's playing yes uh yeah it, it was originally like rumored and now uh it's it's actually been like uh confirmed but he's getting really deep into these genre movies now because he's playing uh young dumbledore 
in yeah. uh, the next Fantastic Beast movie as well. Yeah, he's like he just wants to get paychecks, motherfuckers. <laughs> like at this point, that's just money to yeah, make. Yeah, but think right? about how yeah. fun those movies will be. Like even if you're playing somewhat small roles, he's playing roles yeah. that are one recognizable and two just like you're you're gonna get so much recognition for just a few yeah like minutes. Yeah, and it also it's it's also got the weird distinction of Marvel having now brought in both sets of modern Sherlock Holmes actors because he's he's the Watson to Robert Downey Jr.'s yeah. uh, Sherlock Holmes, and they've already brought in Martin Freeman and, uh, and Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, so they have both of the modern Sherlock Holmes actors kind of like in the MCU now. Yeah. I'm not including that elementary show because that's a piece of garbage. So. <laughs> Never watched that one. Yeah, I watched like the first two episodes. Not very good. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think I just thought that was interesting. It was like, oh, they brought Jude Law, and I was like, they just really like those Sherlock Holmes actors. Like, yeah, they love. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Well, those were fun movies. It's hard not to like those Sherlock Holmes movies. So, um, moving past Captain Marvel, we're talking about more Marvel movies. Have, um, did you guys talk about? I'm sure you did the Deadpool trailers. Well, we yeah, did. we totally yeah. so fun. Yeah, I was dead. That was just hilarious. Um, yeah. Have we yeah. heard anything about Inhumans? It's done i i watched the whole thing did you watch the whole thing it was not great i couldn't get past. it had some it had some decent moments but overall like i was just watching it like while i was working and kind of thing and i just because i was like it's eight episodes i already started it i might as well just make it through it can be a badge of honor for me now or something yeah, i watched the first three episodes and i never went back to it so I may go back to it at some point. I kind of feel like it'll be like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It'll just hover there. And when I'm really bored, I'll go back and like kind of sift through it eventually. But mm-hmm. it's not super high on my list of priorities. No, and it shouldn't. Yeah, those first two episodes <laughs> or the first three episodes or whatever I watched was just like I was fucking agonizing. So <laughs> yeah. I really wanted to give it a shot. because I'm like, maybe they really nailed this and like people are just being shitty. But I was like, nope, people aren't being shitty. This is just shitty. So. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, what are you gonna do? It's I'd I'd rather they flop something like that than I mean they already kind of flopped Iron Fist, so like even though I enjoyed it, like well I didn't hate it, but I'd rather they flop a TV show like that that is like a complete like Z-list set of characters than flop a movie. You know what I mean? So yeah. whatever, like they tried it, it failed, meh. From what I understand, they wouldn't even have like put it out except for they spent so much money and IMAX had put so much money into it because they filmed those first couple episodes in IMAX that the IMAX yeah. actually got involved and was like, "No, you have to put it out because we want to like put it on the uh, like display it, like show it on whatever, like show it in our auditoriums or whatever." And they were like, "Yeah, I guess we're kind of fucked, so we'll just put it out and then like that's it." So I don't think it's going to come back or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, people are saying that's probably going to be it's first and last series that's fine yeah i i would be really i i'm honestly surprised that they didn't they haven't canceled it already yeah. uh but yeah i mean i i don't need to see any more of it well unless they, they decide they want to take that character set and tie it into one of the other shows like tied into agents of shield or something like that yeah i mean i could see that but i mean agents of shield has such a different like set of inhumans right yeah. that it would really it would just feel like a total clusterfuck well, Agents of Shield has on occasion felt like a total clusterfuck, so I mean mm. that's not that's neither here nor there, I guess, but Oh, mm-hmm. Agents of Shield. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, speaking of other things that aren't Marvel, um, but have Marvel <laughs> characters, uh, Chris Pratt just came out with a six sec. Well, not Chris Pratt himself, but he was in a six second clip um, showing the next Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, showing a six second clip with a little baby Velociraptor. I didn't see that. And, yeah, it purrs yeah. like a kitten and he just scratches its chin and it's real cute. Mm-hmm. It's very, very cute. Makes you want a little baby, baby, little baby Velociraptor. I mean, I don't actually because no, but apparently Jeff Goldblum is coming back for his role as Ian. Yeah. Ian Malcolm. Yeah. We'll still see BD Wong. James Cromwell is uh, Benjamin Lockwood, uh, who happens to be John Hammond's old partner that developed the technology of cloning the dino genes. Oh, so they're just making shit up now. Eh? That's good. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I mean, they've greatly exceeded the, oh, yeah, the, the uh, scope of the books a yeah. long time ago. Like, guys, just learn from your lessons. Why Why are you still making dinosaurs? Like, this all happened within the timeline that Ian Malcolm is still alive. Like, stop being dummies. Like, stop repeating itself. It hasn't even been, like, years. Like, Ian Malcolm's just like, well, good, well uh, are you, do you really, do you, do you really uh, think this is a good idea? Like- well, especially, especially <laughs> world, because that just felt like, that's like um, your parents telling you not to do something and then you going and doing it because you think you know better because you're younger or something like that like that's what jurassic world feels like eventually because like (laughs) you saw how catastrophically badly this went three fucking times beforehand Mm -hmm. but no let's just go and try it again and this time like people got killed like that poor girl that ended up playing lena luther i think she plays yeah who gets just like massacred by like six different kinds of dinosaurs before getting swallowed whole why did she deserve to die so horribly she didn't (laughs) it's just shitty script writing for entertainment yeah i guess (laughs) but i don't know I know I had problems with Jurassic World too, so it was fun. But as I sort like kept watching, like I kept thinking about it, I was like, "Why did they do any of this? This is a horrible idea. Stop playing with these dinosaurs; <laughs> they're just going to kill you." Yeah, I mean that's just the one thing you have to really suspend your de- uh, disbelief on in order to enjoy any of those movies. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I was the only person who didn't run out and see it in theaters. So I don't know. I ended up waiting to. It was. Oh, I did. Yeah, it was, it was, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, but I think that's about all I'll say about it. Okay. Um, anyway, so, but it, the, the little teaser is very cute. Worth a look-see. Is Bryce Dallas Howard coming back? Yes. Well, that'll make it worth me watching then. <laughs> um, and then, uh, I guess, I, actually, I think that, that's all my geek news. <gasps> <gasps> I think that's it. I, there, there's, there's things there's other things. Of course you have more things, Tim. You always have things. <laughs> you always have news. Well, there's one in particular that struck me as as pretty interesting, which is that uh, apparently DC's going to be putting an adult Harley Quinn animated series on their streaming service. Yeah, I heard that. I don't know if it's going to be adult in that it's going to be like, you know, Harley Quinn fucking or something like that. But <laughs> although that would get a massive viewership. Yeah. Did you see the um Batman Harley Quinn animated movie? Oh, you're no, not not yet. I, I'm uh I think I'm up to date on those. It's just that one that I haven't seen. Okay. Yeah, that was there was some weird, grossly sexual stuff in that. Mm-hmm. On top of the fact that she kind of rapes Nightwing. Ooh. Kind of. <laughs> like it's hard to say, but like he's tied up and you know, it's it, it's I don't know. It's pretty questionable. Hmm. It wasn't um, very good either, so... Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, 
considering how fucking popular Harley Quinn is as a character right now, I have a feeling that'll probably get a lot of people hooked onto that DC streaming service. The other thing is that some there's somebody some people that are reporting that it's possible that Margot Robbie might even voice her in this series. <laughs> so I don't see why you wouldn't. It's like a giant paycheck and you know it's not like it's a ton of work to go and do voice work like yeah. for that kind of thing. You just show up for like a couple sessions and record, right? And yeah. You're kind of so. Yeah, and I mean, as as much of sort of a mess as uh, Suicide Squad was, that you know, Margot Robbie Harley Quinn is like massively pervasive in the public consciousness now because of that. Yeah, well, it's mainly because she's like wearing next to nothing, and they really sexed that character up quite a bit. But yeah. that's neither here nor there, I guess. Yeah, they sexed her up. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, she'd been pretty sexualized for a while before that but yeah that's true yeah the, the character the harley quinn character and i mean it's not like it's not like she's a like the the character is a very like sort of sex positive character kind of thing like it's not like you know they're trying to sexualize like a little girl or you know a teenager yeah. or something like that kind of thing so yeah yeah you gotta get into that the whole like her relationship with the joker kind of yeah side of it which is always a little yeah dodgy so <laughs> toxic both figuratively yeah. and literally yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was a couple big bits of Disney, in particular Pixar news. The good Pixar news was that we got a teaser trailer for Incredibles two. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah, basically with Jack Jack developing more powers and stuff. And I mean, it's a teaser, but people are pretty excited about that. I'm excited because yeah. that's like the one Pixar movie that I have like a great affinity for. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, like I love the Incredibles a lot. Whereas, like, most of the other ones, I'm kind of like, meh, whatever. I can kind of take or leave. But The Incredibles in particular, just because it's, like, such a... It's such a love letter to, like, Fantastic Four and stuff like that, too. Like, Yeah, just comic books in general. Yeah, but it just feels... It just has... It has that awesome family feel that the Fantastic Four should have. And Mm -hmm. they've never been able to do in a movie proper. It's (laughs) like... But uh, on the flip side of that uh, Pixar coin or Disney coin... Apparently, John Lasseter is taking a leave of absence after some reports of misconduct, uh, sort of, I guess, spinning out of uh, all the sort of Hollywood purge that's happening right now. There's not really been any details released on this, although I guess uh, there's some company or some uh, news outlet that's working. I guess the Hollywood Reporter is working on a story about him right now, and I guess he was kind of just heading it off at the pass. Uh, yeah. So that one is pretty disappointing. I mean, he was pretty frank about it, you know, saying like he made some mistakes and he's made some missteps and he wants to take some time away and just sort of, uh, you know, regroup or whatever. And yeah. And, uh, and Disney has backed him on this entirely. So, well, you realize he was harassment. He's being, he's stepping away because there's harassment allegations, but I, I haven't seen those allegations yet. They they haven't come out yet. There's apparent there apparently the Hollywood Reporter is detailing a story. Oh, there we are. Maybe it did come out today. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Oh no, yesterday. Forcibly right. kissing and fondling a colleague at a party in 2010. <sighs> Crazy horny 13 year old. They had to keep in check, but they keep him because he's a genius. Yeah. Yeah. So that's disappointing. But Mark and I have kind of. Well, we we ended up talking about this a bit last week because Paul sort of went off on it. But Mark and I have been avoiding the story mainly because we didn't want to discuss it without you, Christy. I mean, not just this story, but um, the whole like Hollywood purge because two 
two like straight white dudes don't really have much of a voice in this conversation. So what are your feelings on all of this, Christy? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I haven't, um, my feelings are it's about damn time that we start openly discussing it, no matter how uncomfortable the situation is. I think that it's important also to talk about the widespread harassment in all industries so that we can start talking about how it's not just harassment of women. I think women is the first step in a long successive line of unfortunate but necessary conversations. Mm -hmm. I don't think this was a secret. I think everybody knew, but it's only because of the internet now uh, that we've been able to identify more easily and share stories of similar situations that has given women the empowerment to actually stand up and do something. Like you're not going to be losing your job as often anymore for trying to speak out against your boss fondling you drunkenly at a party. Yeah. You know, like I think I've told you guys about the really unfortunate um, times I was sexually harassed at work. Uh, Did I tell you guys? I don't think so. We, we heard about the story about how you almost got murdered that one time. Oh yeah, the gun. No, this is another one. That's 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 not sexual harassment. That's just normal harassment. That's yeah. just normal harassment. <laughs> no, when I was working at um when I was working at maybe I shouldn't say the name. Well, I won't say the name, but I was working at a company. It was a retail job and I was uh standing at a computer and below the computer was a printer and uh both computers were connected to that single printer, so a guy asked if he could grab the print job that had just come out. And I said, sure. And he goes, just keep working. So I stepped back. And as the print came out, he turned his face towards my crotch and took a, just a huge whiff and was like, Delightful. oh, man. Did, yeah, he was like, did you have sex today? And I was like, what the fuck? And he was just like, because your word for a woman's vagina <laughs> smells amazing. Wow. And I was just like. Uh, and I reported it and they said that that's just, you know, just to move on. He was going to be moved to a new location anyway. And then I, at a, a couple weeks later, I had a similar situation. Well, not similar, but another person in that department pushed me up against some racks and said that if they wanted to, they could take me right there. And then Jesus fucking Christ. And I God said, no, thank you. And this, that was just uh, one instance of. Or two instances uh, that I had to deal with. So it's I'm glad uh, from a personal like place that this is finally being talked about. I think that it's just been touchy. I don't blame people for not wanting to talk about it leading up to this point. I think that it's one of those things that it's very good for the person who has it done to them to feel shamed into not talking about it because you do intrinsically feel like you might have done something to warrant that action. Yeah. But I think the more we talk about it, the easier it will be to dispel that that ideal that idea. So that's kind of how I feel about it. I think that sometimes people are weak, and I think that they let themselves believe they can get away with something. But you do it one time, you're going to do it again, unless you get you get help. And I think that's the real thing that needs to be talked about. It's just it's you know get help. Don't do all this stupid bullshit where you're like, you know, don't apologize and not do anything about it. Like, don't be like Kevin Spacey and hide behind the fact that you're coming out. Yeah, that was bull like, 
that was bullshit. Yeah, did we actually catch that on the podcast? Paul ranting about that because that was probably the my the biggest takeaway from it was. I don't know. I didn't. I haven't listened to last week's episode yet. I don't remember. I think it was. I think it was. I think he lost his shit about. It was that. last week. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Well, Paul has a right to lose his shit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I just think there's. Uh, yeah, I think there's there's a, it's not something you can easily talk about in a small conversation. I think unfortunately for the people for both the victims and the accusers, this is going to be years of exposing and reliving old wounds. But it's necessary for us to awkwardly move forward and try to just, you know, change behaviors. But I don't think it'll ever stop 100% but I think that we're finally moving somewhere and it's not just a social media movement anymore. I think it's, it's, you know, got legitimate legs and that's important. So that's, that's how I feel. How do you guys feel? <clears throat> I mean, I, I'm get, I can just safely say I agree with everything you just said and uh, that I'm mostly here to, to listen. I mean, I do also agree that this has been coming for a long time and it's something that has sort of been a shadow hanging over, a lot of media that we've consumed for a long time. And I'm, I'm happy that it's shaking things up. I think that it's, there are a lot of industries up there that need this sort of shake up and hopefully this is an instigating thing and that it will just, uh, yeah, just, I I'm happy. Let the purge continue. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree. It, it sucks for some people that like really put these people up on a pedestal and idolize them to find out that they're not as you know perfect as they might seem kind of thing but i'm not the kind of person that generally like i can appreciate you know somebody's creation without necessarily idolizing the person kind of thing Mm -hmm. and uh but it also opens up a lot of conversations about like how do you appreciate art can can you detach art from the people that make it and yeah it's uh it's complex yeah no i'd agree with that it's not an easy issue to uh wrap your head around either I think it's hard. It's been hard for men who aren't abusers Dicks. and scandalers <laughs> too to actually hear like the validity of and the just the like why the widespreadness of a like harassment and abuse. Well, because I don't. Yeah. Well, it's just like it's made me like go back and question interactions I've had with people yep. in the past. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, was I shitty at some point? Like. You know but that's mean? why, so. yeah, that's why this is important because now you can, you know, as a person who is, as you know, people who are naturally caring and kind and considerate, this is a learning experience. It's not a shaming experience. It's a learning experience. And you can learn how to change those behaviors if you feel like maybe you ever have put a woman in a position of feeling vulnerable that doesn't make you bad people if you have in the past unintentionally, I don't think. Because like Mark, like you've said it before, like you're you're a big guy and you've got a burly presence um, walking down the street. I mean, like, no, I mean, like you're you've said that before that, you know, you're yeah. you're handsome and you're nice. But I think walking down the street at night. Oh, no, like if, that, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Like, I'm very self-conscious yeah. about that kind of stuff. Like, I am well aware that mainly my my physical presence can be like off-putting i guess would probably be the the most generous way of putting it but like if i'm walking behind somebody on the streets like i am six foot five i am like just under 300 pounds i 
am generally dressed in black and look relatively imposing, like I understand that I can be that kind of like presence. So I try mm-hmm. to offset that a little bit as much as I can. But at the same time, it is still like, it's not even that kind of thing that I think about. It's more just like interactions that I've had with somebody I've been interested in or something like that, where I'm like, was I a shit? Like, was I shitty about that? Like, you know what I mean? Well, like, I don't, I don't think I was, but like at the same time, like I'm not them. So I don't have any way to judge it. So it's kind of, it's just been, it's been tripping me up the last, like since this has started kind of thing. So um, I, like I said, I don't think that it's not going to do anything to look back on your past experience and think, you know, oh, fuck, I was totally an asshole and feel bad about it. The best thing you can do is just be conscious of what, you know, that behavior might have been and, uh, you know, be a good person and don't do it again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's honestly, I think people need to be educated and I don't think it's a, a matter of you can't blame someone for being uneducated or not be, you know, someone has to tell you sometimes if that behavior makes them uncomfortable and that's on them too. Like it's, it's scary, but I mean, I'm not blaming women who have been assaulted, but cause like at that point, you know, it's in the wrong, but yeah. for like a minor slight infraction, like making a girl a little bit uncomfortable at a party, if you didn't recognize, you know, if you weren't doing those behaviors to make her uncomfortable, I don't think that you can blame yourself for that. You can just be conscious of it. Yeah. Does that, that make sense? sense? Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. I just, it's just been on, that's what's, and I don't want to talk about it all that much because like my like that takeaway from it shouldn't be like the focus of the whole thing kind of thing. So, yeah, uh, but it is just like that's what has that's what it has triggered in me more or less, I guess. Yeah, no, I get that. I do think there are some people that are making this they're taking this and running with it in a really intense way. And I think there's some good to that. But I also think that we also need to be empathetic about it. And that's hard to do when you're angry. I think, but yeah. My my biggest issue with it so far is that people are failing to see that there's a gradient that these things are happening on and it's never acceptable, but there are some instances which are just ridiculously obscene and like unacceptable that people have been totally gone away with, like say a certain political figure that openly admitted to you know, wanting there that he could grab women in their nether regions if he wanted to. And like, that is so much worse than some of the things that people have been accused for. And that are now getting like, just fucking roundly chastised and completely excommunicated from their industry for. Yeah. 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 Well, we can, we could, we could sit here and talk about your president all night. But I mean, yeah. it's not just that. I mean, it's, I mean, there's so many of these instances that are, you know, just really horrendous. And then there are others where it's like, okay, that was probably inappropriate. Is it worth him, you know, losing his entire career kind of thing over it? And it's uh, just, I think there needs to be measured responses. Yeah, I agree. Right. I think that we are moving forward and we should be proud of that and that change is a long process it's not something that people can expect to just happen overnight and we're making progress so that's that's kind of how i feel about it yes yeah but uh, let's let's keep talking so tim do you have any more uh, any more news or is that it can we move on to geek of the week really quickly um there's one i was kind of surprised you didn't bring up because i think this was something you were excited about uh there was a trailer for wrinkle in time Oh, yeah, I meant to talk about that. Yes. What's that? The new trailer for Wrinkle in Time. 
Yeah, what's, the, the, what's Wrinkle in Time? Ava <gasps> DuVernay adaptation of a uh, sort of young adult novel, like fantastical young adult series. Yeah, it's like it's quite old now. Yeah, no, it's a it's a wonderful little book series. Just uh, I don't really know how to describe it. It's been years since I've seen it, but uh, let me just look up the the little little synopsis. It's a science fantasy novel written by American writer Madeleine Lange, uh, Leong, I don't know how to pronounce it, and first published in 1962 and in 1979 with illustrations. And it is about... I don't really know how to give it a little synopsis. There's so much that goes on. Excuse me. Apparently somebody, like this young girl, finds out that her father has been captured by a sinister force and then she's given the power to fold space and time in order to find him and rescue him. Yeah, it's like the whole idea is it's all based around science. The science like a string theory. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's quite interesting. I read it years ago with my mom and Disney did a 2003 television film. And this is the first time it's being uh, there was I think there was an animated version that might have been the disney one i have no but zach galifianakis is in it um reese witherspoon mindy kelling and oprah winfrey play mrs who's mrs what what's it and mrs oh i can't remember and chris pine is the dad yeah um i didn't watch the trailer i just figured it would be something switch yeah sorry that that it looks quite fun it looks fun i i get kind of nervous about my childhood loves being set to uh screen though yeah yeah we Tim and I have already had to deal with the Transformers getting adapted <laughs> to uh, big screen, and that did not go well. So I, I can understand your uh, hesitation in that regard. Yeah. So, because yeah. that was a uh, a recurring assault on my childhood. So, <laughs> yeah. But the uh, the only five other, fucking times now. Yeah. The only other thing that we haven't really talked about that, but that's been going on for a while, is the whole Star Wars Battlefront thing. Oh. Yeah, I was kind of waiting till I was going to talk about it last week, but like I know Paul's not really like gamer gamer, and you, I know you're definitely not Tim, so that's why I was kind of waiting till I wanted to talk about it with Christy. But I, I don't think that would be the kind of thing that because that's been kind of an ongoing story this year with like microtransactions and like loot boxes and all that kind of stuff. It's been a big yeah, especially in deal. games that are not free to play. Yeah, it's it's like the the big application of free to, the free to play model on games that you're paying full price yeah. to to put to play, yeah. which is. I can understand is frustrating, but I don't even really think that either. I don't think Christy or I really play games that that kind of affects a lot of the time. I mean, I played a Lord of the Rings online and it is a free to play game, but it does have a lot of these like loot box yeah. and, and uh microtransactions thing, like, you know, where you can unlock stuff if you grind for grind and grind and grind kind of thing and like yeah. complete tasks, but uh, it takes much longer than just buying, you know, the in-game currency kind of thing. Um, but yeah. but it's a free to play game, so I'm okay with grinding, you know, or just putting out like ten bucks here and there because I'm not paying for the game. Yeah. But in this case, yeah, I mean, I think somebody had sat down and said, like, uh, according to the original uh, way that the microtransactions in the game were laid out, it was going to cost you something like ten thousand dollars or something ridiculous like that yeah. if you actually like paid to unlock all of the characters and all the features. Yeah. Or whatever. If you if you wanted to unlock everything, it would have taken. I think the original math is something like twenty five hundred hours of worth of gameplay to like grind everything out. Yeah. Or 
uh, it would cost you about ten grand. I know that math has been changed. Yeah, that's obnoxious. Well, now they've yeah. suspended the the in the in game yeah. transactions or whatever, right? They've just yeah. taken it out for now until they figure yeah. out what the fuck they're going to do with it because so many people were canceling their pre orders over this shit. Well, it's uh, apparently that game launched last weekend, I think, mm-hmm. on Friday, and apparently the first like it's it was expected to be one of the best sellers this year and is now come in sixty percent lower than battlefield or battlefront one came in whenever that came out two years ago or whatever i was never gonna like dive into that because it's not like i don't like big online kind of shooters or whatever so i was not on the hook for that kind of you played the first one didn't you i did yeah but that was all like the the story mode was like disappointing like it was really there is no there's no story mode in uh, the original there is a story mode in battlefront 2 that I got some reviews for this week off a couple of the outlets that I listened to, like video game outlets that I listened to. Mm-hmm. And all of them were like, it's a piece of shit. You shouldn't even, if you're going to just buy it for the single player, don't waste your money. So they, it's just kind of tacked on. Mm-hmm. Ta- I think the longest I heard it take any of the guys that I listened to was four and a half hours. Oh, wow. Which is like, for I'm not spending 70 bucks for a four and a half hour campaign. Yeah. So, yeah. And I don't like usually playing online that much. So. Mm. Um, fair enough but yeah no that's been like an ongoing thing because there was something about what was the other game uh there's a bunch of shit about destiny 2 a couple weeks ago with the same kind of thing where they were charging for like recurring shaders and stuff like that and then battlefront but battlefront's been the one where like the biggest outcry has happened but like i know they launched a new need for speed that's also like rife with this kind of shit that they've had to kind of roll back some of the uh some other like in-game stuff like purchase stuff and it's mm-hmm. been it's been a weird thing this year and it's all kind of games that like i don't really play so i'm kind of like i hear it because it's in the air but i'm not super affected by it so yeah. and until they start dinging me for microtransactions and fucking mario then <laughs> i'll be pissed but and games are not uh or gamers are not a crowd you want to fuck with no no they're generally pretty active yeah. yeah they're nasty nasty people sometimes too yeah yeah, yeah. Like mean, nasty people. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, yeah, gamers are the worst. So, yeah, yeah. we love yeah. some of them, but some of them, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about Battlefront though. Uh, to be honest, all I've heard is negativity. So, I played yeah. the original yeah. games and I really enjoyed them. They were a lot of fun because you know you're just getting to sort of fuck around and Star yeah. Wars world kind of thing. Like I'm, I'm talking like the original, like mid two thousands one, like not the one from a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one the one from a couple years ago was fun for like a couple hours, but it didn't really do anything for me like mm-hmm. long term. Yeah, I'm the same way at this point. I I generally I don't want you know multiplayer games unless I'm playing with like friends, people I know, kind of thing. Uh, yeah. The only you know most of the time I just want I want story out of games. You know I want to get sort of enveloped in it, and you don't really get that out of just to like here you're just random character, random stormtrooper number eight shooting random stormtrooper or you know random rebel one through 20 kind of thing yeah Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really yeah that kind of gaming doesn't really do anything and that's kind of the way gaming is going right now which is kind of disappointing so yeah oh god christy's fucking around on our social media i get i'm get yelled at for that i am allowed (laughs) to respond to michael taylor because why don't we he's great why don't we record podcasts and then you can respond (laughs) fine fine you guys were talking about something that I wasn't that, that interested in. That's all That's all the news that I had. <laughs> all right. Okay. So. You haven't, you haven't done a sting in a, in a while, Christy. Are you going to have to shake the dust I, off? 
guys, I don't know if I have it in me. I don't know if I was sting in oh, it. Do we need to like talk you up? You can no. do it, Christy. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we believe in you. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, we're going to be talking about Geek of the Week. So let's do this, Tim. Ready? <gasps> Geek of the Week. Geek, Geek of the Week. <laughs> Geek of the week. Tell us, I'm playing lots of Zelda. Away for a while. It was pretty good. Pretty good little pat on the back here. Probably hear that on my microphone. Little pat on the back. But yeah, let's go to Geek of the week. It's time for some geeky, some geeky stuff. So let's hear first from Mark because he looks particularly invested in this. You can't see it, folks, but he's like jumping up and down. He's clapping <laughs> his hands. He's fluttering his eyelashes. He's Why must you turn this podcast into a podcast of lies. <laughs> I just wanted people to imagine Mark like that. <laughs> I just wanted to see what you were you were posting to our Facebook page. So I was responding in time. I know. I, I wasn't. I wasn't criticizing that you were doing it like my esteemed colleague who i can't see right now <laughs> but i was just i just want i'm curious i always go and check what goes on on the facebook page so even if i don't necessarily get involved most of the time because oh i'm the whatever. least involved i'm the least involved which yeah yeah which sucks because i just don't i you guys are all so fast i just don't see it phrasing but okay <laughs> <laughs> give us your gig of the week oh you want my geek of the week yeah, that's why I said, let's hear from Mark first. That's why I described <laughs> you and your excitement about... Yeah. yeah, me checking my phone while you guys ramble. That's Yeah, good. that's why That's why I poked on you. Poked, poked on you, that's the word. Geek of the week. I feel like it's been like 10 minutes since we recorded the last episode, and I haven't really done that much. What did I do? <laughs> oh, I caught up to Orville, actually. I was a couple episodes oh, behind, and I'm I now like, up to date. You would like it, probably. It's fun. Like, it's... How to describe it? It has a more. It feels more like '90s Star Trek than Discovery does. Mm-hmm. Like it's got that kind of vibe to it more so. Yes, there's jokes and stuff in it, and I'm sure this will launch some kind of conversation on the Facebook page. Um, but I'm enjoying it as much, but in a different way than I that I, that I did Discovery. So, yeah. But like the the, the last episode, I think it was episode ten, was probably one of the best episodes of a science fiction show I've seen this year. I was like totally watching it and just like completely invested in what was going on and i was i'm continually impressed that seth mcfarland has created this show that i am actually interested in watching i think a lot of people stuff, are <laughs> yeah like, usually his stuff i'm just like fuck off like i don't care like i've never cared for family guy and i never watched american dad and like some of his movies like he did what is the one that was it was uh was it ted he did yeah yeah that he him? did ted like, it was all right. like I got like I think it got a laugh out of me kind of thing when I saw it, but like I've only it's not like I've gone back to rewatch it and that kind of thing. But like this show's been like it's a nice like it's a, a a little love letter to classic Star Trek, and I've been really enjoying it. So I was like, kind of happy to I got to do like four episodes. I was four episodes behind, so I kind of binged them on the weekend and caught up. So it's been pretty good. I would recommend you watch it actually, Chris. I think you'd you'd enjoy it quite a bit if you haven't watched any of it so far. Yeah. No, I would. I'm. I keep meaning to watch it, and then I get caught up in like a million other Netflix things, like <laughs> yeah. The Good Wife that I've been watching. That's not even a Netflix show, isn't that a broadcast show? Yeah, but it's what, that was on, on NBC. Netflix. 
Oh, right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, because it was on NBC. I really like yeah. it. Uh, I do like Juliana Margulies. She is. <laughs> Orville. Orville is still on my radar, but it's pretty far down my list of priorities in terms of thing to watch. So we'll see. We'll see when I actually get to it. It might be one that I like wait a cu- couple seasons and then till I get into until some other shows end kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Like, it's not. I just dove into it because I was so just like hungry for Star Trek ish content that. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it premiered kind of i think it premiered ahead of discovery so i was kind of like i'll i'll jump in and see what's going on and it was kind of surprised by how much i was enjoy i enjoyed the first couple episodes when i sat down and watched them so i was like oh i'm in like i'll I'll keep watching this i have no problem here like there's some stuff like some of the humor is a little like seth mcfarland kind of sophomoric in yeah. spots but i'm like eh, like i can ignore that for the most part and then just kind of what like enjoy the rest of it and they do like surprisingly good effects work and stuff. Like I was really taken aback this week by like the, the level of work they put into like making the show look good. It looks really good. So nice. Well, I feel like this has been something Seth MacFarlane's wanted to work on for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted, he was, uh, he went into the room and like, I guess, uh, and tried to get like, take like when they were launching discovery or like starting to like workshop discovery, uh-huh. he went in and was like, give it to me. Like I want to do a star Trek show. And they just, they turned him down because he's family guy guy. So he yeah. went back to Fox and was like, I am your primary moneymaker. Now I want to do this show. And they were like, fine, here, go do it, do whatever you want. Just so he keeps making family guy. And I think it's really, yeah. Happy. It has surprised a so. lot of people with how good it is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's not the best show on TV or anything like that, but I've been enjoying it. Like, I look forward to watching it when it's on. So, yeah. Well, I will. I will take it in because I'm, I'm down to watch it. I always like a good sci-fi. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't gotten into Discovery yet. Really, I watched the first. Uh, I was going to ask if you if you'd watched it. No. I think you, uh, Tim and I were just talking. I think he finished. He's like we're caught up right yeah. now, right? So yeah, it's it's one yeah. of the ones I have been watching so far. That I've watched the whole season so far. Yeah, the half season it's out. It's been good. I've been enjoying Discovery quite a bit too. Yeah. So yeah, Chris, Christy, the uh, the uh, last episode of the season in particular, I think you will enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it because yeah. of the reference to Rent? Uh, no. Is there? A there is that. To yeah, there is. There's. Uh, there is a reference to Rent. No, it's more. It's more that they're going in kind of a uh, a Voyager esque direction. Yeah, it seems like anyway, like the cliffhanger for the half season is spoilers. Yeah, so that's awesome. But yeah, okay. Well, uh, let's this is a good geek of the week. Let's move on to Tim. Tim, tell us about your geek of the week. Um, oh shit! I just realized I'm not eating. <laughs> Sorry, just like you a just feel weird or something. No, I just feel like I usually eat during the podcast. Yeah, I know. It's nice. It'll be nice to not have to edit <laughs> well, around. Mark was going to bring me pizza. Do you want me to get him to bring me some just so we like? Yeah, definitely, no. definitely get him to do that. All right. No, uh, don't do that. <laughs> damn it. Sorry, Tim, didn't mean to interrupt with my my boisterous claims. <laughs> For me, the geekiest thing I did this week was probably on Saturday. I went to this like sort of small convention in Atlanta that was uh, at the World Congress Center. It's called uh, Heroes and Villains Fan Fest, and I think they have them kind of all over the place. But it's basically just like the the backbone of it is a bunch of meet and greets with primarily actors from the WB TV shows, uh, mm. DC TV shows. So like Arrow and Flash and uh, um, Supergirl, Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know if there was anybody there from 
I don't think there was anybody from Supergirl, but um, and then they also had some other sort of like strange guests, like Ric Flair was there and a couple other like wrestlers and stuff. Like that. And, yeah, it was it was it was uh, oh, and also from Gotham, um, like Robin Lord Taylor was there, the guy that plays uh, the Penguin on Gotham, and also the guy that's now playing Solomon Grundy on Gotham, and David Mazuz who plays Bruce Wayne on Gotham. But uh, yeah, I mean, like Brandon Routh was there, so a Superman, and also now the Adam, and John Barrowman was there. I didn't actually do any of like the meet and greets. Like that's what the majority. I, the reason I went to this thing was because I got like free admission passes. But to get any, like to actually, you know, get signatures or pictures with anybody, you'd have to pay like at least thirty or forty bucks, and I'm just not about that. Mm. Uh, so I just went basically to like wander around and see who was there, and I, I did like go through the vendors and stuff like that and bought a couple Christmas presents, but it's not something I think I would go back and pay for, but I did get to finally see one of John Barrowman's like sort of legendary Q and a yeah. Cosplays and like Q and a kind of things came out in a unicorn onesie and high heels. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. And uh, just, yeah, he's great. And just answered a bunch of like audience questions. You could tell it's, there were some that like, He's like, oh my God, people ask me this all the time and I don't want to answer it. Or like um, a lot of people are asking him like, what's your favorite this? What's your favorite character you've ever played? And he just would keep keep straight up saying like, I don't answer, you know, favorite or preference questions or whatever because it changes from day to day kind of thing. And I don't yeah. want to, you know, look like an asshole and like seem like I'm ingrateful or ungrateful about certain roles or whatever that I've had. So yeah, but, uh, no, it was, it was, it was all right. It was a fun way to spend a Saturday afternoon, and except I did, uh, they had some good vendors at least, so I did buy some stuff, uh, some Christmas presents and stuff. Nice. Are you um, caught up on the DC TV stuff? No, I haven't started watching any of the current seasons yet. Uh, I'll get to them pretty soon. Now that some of the shows are starting to sort of like hit their mid-season breaks. Um, so within the next couple weeks, I'm expecting I'll probably start. The only one that I've that I'm almost up to date on is gotham and it's just because it premiered earlier than the others right and that's that's kind of how i do things like once i've started watching a season i'll just be like okay i've already started watching this one i have i'm like eight episodes behind on this one i'll just keep going on the one i've already started watching and then i'll go yeah, back and fair. binge the one that uh, i'm behind on kind of thing so yeah i didn't i don't watch gotham so i uh i didn't start on that i, I i'm right into those like the cw stuff mm-hmm. so those ones are like because uh, next week is the the big crossover. Yeah, Crisis on Earth X Nazi yeah. Nazi crossover. I'm looking forward to Nazi that for stuff. sure. But I mean, it's going to take me a while before I can actually get to it. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for it. Like all the preview stuff has been pretty cool looking. So mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm kind of. I was actually really pissed. Like I I was watching Supergirl yesterday. Yeah, I watched Supergirl before I watched Runaways yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was like, I thought it was this week that they were doing the crossover. Oh, but it's yeah. actually next week. So I started watching, and I'm like. Where's the Nazi yeah, crossover? Like, where's the Flash? And shit? Like, what's going on? And then it was just kind of like a normal episode of Supergirl. I was like, oh, well, <laughs> that's a bummer. I have to wait another week till I get like my my cool like superhero movie on TV kind of thing. So. Yeah, true enough. Well, I'm glad you had a good time at the convention, Tim. Yeah, man. Oh, I did. Uh, uh, one thing I didn't mention, which was probably the highlight, actually, was that I got to meet uh, Neil Adams, legendary comic book artist, uh, who was there and had a booth and that was sadly not really very busy but i mean it's not really a comic book convention so i guess it's not that surprising but i did buy an issue of batman that he did a variant cover of and got him to sign that so 
awesome. got, got to shake his hand and thank him for all his work. I didn't so much thank him for his writing because his writing is kind of scattershot and all the fuck over the place, but there's no no doubt that he's been a really influential comic book artist for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he was sorry. a big influence on me too as an artist. Um, just because like he drew so much Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, I guess it's my geek of the week time. And I think the geekiest, well, I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn, trying to make my way through there. And it's it's good. The story took a while to get compelling. I'm just kind of like just starting to feel like I'm getting somewhere. There's mm-hmm. a lot of side quests that take up a lot of your time if you aren't careful and you can get kind of bored. Yeah, that's what I'm finding with Breath of the Wild, although I'm not getting bored by the side quests, but there are a lot of them that I'm encountering yeah. and I'm not even that far along in the main quest yet. Yeah, so it's um yeah, it's it's kind of like you really want to stay engaged, but it it can be hard. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> it, I don't know. It's hard when like the side quests are interesting enough to make you want to do them because you want to like level up and grind and whatever. But I don't know. It's it's getting there. I just I'm finding it was a really be- it's a beautiful game. It was really fun to start, but I'm just kind of the uh. I got uh I I had started playing it again uh when you told me you were you had, you'd started playing it Christy yeah. and I got stalled out based on uh Mario was the main factor. Oh, yeah. like, Odyssey has just kind of like crushed my like gaming time. Like anytime I will spend playing games has been Odyssey and also Wolfenstein 2 which was like, it's a lot of fun it's crushingly fucking difficult yeah but so i've been playing those two games kind of like back and forth and have kind of ignored horizon zero dawn to the point where i feel like i'm probably just gonna like erase my save file and start from scratch when i go back to it really just, like yeah just start again because i was probably about 10 or 15 hours into it so not like insanely into it like i was just getting into like probably the, the good part of the game but i was i kind of got Mario totally waylaid me. I was just like, this game is like pure joy to play. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go do this instead. So that's awesome. Well, I hope yeah. it's fun anyway, because I don't think <laughs> I would start it again. But I know you've loved Mario Odyssey. So yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm surprised you didn't like Horizon. It is a little bit more, I guess it's not really like your general style of game, though. No, like it's not as RPG as the. I didn't say it didn't It's like a little it. more like, well, you're were, you were a little bit more hesitant in your uh, well, it's, reaction to it. You know what it is? It's that I love a good story and this has so many avenues that you can follow to follow a main quest or to follow a side quest. Yeah. And if you don't follow the main quests, you, you know, because there's so much to do, you can kind of lose that feeling of urgency. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that sometimes yeah. with games that like that's what happened with Mass Effect too. I was kind of like, eh. <laughs> like it. yeah, you know, I, there's is there, there's the same a similar thing that will happen uh, with Breath of the Wild too. Like that that's kind of yeah, like factor in there too. So. Yeah, it's just that style, like that big Ubisoft open world, like open world yeah. kind of style of game. Like if you're not really like. I'm just going to grind out the main story and then worry about the side quest after the fact or whatever, yeah. then it, it tend you can 
lose yourself to that a little bit. So that's yeah. why I think what I'm probably going to end up doing with Breath of the Wild is going through and doing as many of the side quests and like unlocking as much stuff as I can before I really get in, uh, invested into the main quest. So that one, once I start like really diving into the main quest, it should be much easier because I'll have so much yeah. better gear. And because yeah. I'll be able to get more invested in it without having to worry about like constant distraction by side quests. Yeah, yeah, there's that. Some side quests don't open up until you've opened up certain aspects yeah, of, the, um, of the main quest too, though. So there is that. But like, yeah, I can see that would probably be a, a decent way to, to play it. It'll, it will definitely shorten a lot of your travel time. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the things I've been doing a lot of is, is running around and, uh, and unlocking Price. shrines and, uh, and towers. Yeah. 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 Well. I love that game. God, I want to. I'm, I'm. I'm so. Now that you're talking about, it, I'm still going to end up. <laughs> I haven't played it yet. Mark still hasn't beaten it. No. Yeah, I, I bought it for Switch, so I've got like a, a fresh save file to play into. Yeah, so. my Mark is oh, getting. Oh, Christy. A- hmm? We we also got a huge new 65 inch TV that oh. I've been playing Breath of the Wild on, oh. and that we'll be doing our uh, our Middle Earth marathon on this weekend. Is it phenomenal? It's really nice. Yeah, it uh, looks really good on it. And it's like 250 or 240 hertz refresh rate. So like there's no motion blur at all. Stop it. Beautiful. It's a 4K too, right? Yeah. I don't really care about 4K, but that just sounds really great. Well, the Switch won't output in 4K. It only outputs yeah. in no. 1080p. Still. Uh... Uh, technically, yeah, I guess 1080. Depends on the game. I think uh, Breath of the Wild maxes out at 900 mm. um, because it's so detailed based on like the Switch's hardware is not that, that impressive. So. Yeah. It looks beautiful. I think Mario. When you get Mario, it'll be 1080p 60. Mm-hmm. So you should be good to go for that one. Yeah. Well, I am really glad that you got that big TV. I I think one day we'll upgrade too. I'm I'm pretty happy with ours now because of the space that we're in. But it would be awesome to one day just play video games on a massive screen. Yeah, I was I was in a store like uh, in a Best Buy this week. Um, like to buy hardware for work and like they had they have the t like because it's black friday's coming up mm-hmm. they they were obviously setting up floor displays and wait stuff do they TVs do black friday by. sales in canada now yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that i was walking by and they had set up the uh i think it's the c and uh b series of the new lgs like that are apparently like kind of the top of the line stuff right now mm-hmm. and uh there's like a 75 inch one that i was walking by they were they had an xbox one x hooked up to it and i was just like i have to walk away like i have to walk away <laughs> Because otherwise, I'm going home with three thousand dollars worth of new toys that I can't afford right now. Yeah, yeah, and an Xbox One X. So that's funny. Yeah, pretty much. So I was like, "Nope, walk away. Got to walk away." (laughs) But I know that new Assassin's Creed looks really pretty in 4K. So oh no, Mark, don't do it. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to. No, that's how I find a new job. Yeah, I was gonna (laughs) say though, like that was. uh, I think that that was the second geekiest thing because last night. I went full musical theater geek, like full, just nutso bananas. I love that that's the moment Mark just turns away. It <laughs> turns away yeah. from the no, screen. Mark, Mark is now lost. It's like, I'm not paying time. attention to this. Don't care. There's a car alarm going on outside my oh. house. So. That's exciting. But yeah, so I, <laughs> I went out to and hosted a musical theater open mic last night. Oh, wait. Yeah, I really do want to take yeah. this out. Sorry. I went... <laughs> nuts like i was just it was so fun and i was just like this is where i belong <laughs> like these are my peers <laughs> i was just like losing it i was having just a 
blast. And I, I kept going up. I went up like five times and I made other people wait while I went up. And I was just like, I'm hosting. This is my stage. <laughs> it's like, I was obnoxious. But it was so fun. And I think everyone around me was like, they were having a good time. But I was I was getting a little bit egotistical. <laughs> And let that power go to your head. Oh man, did it ever. I went to improv <laughs> next door right after because I had a rehearsal for our show on Saturday and they still had the class there. So one of the girls was like, So Christy, um, do you is your ego so big that Mark makes you leave it outside the house? And I was like, <laughs> Hey, whoa, yes. <laughs> like <laughs> that's accurate. So yeah, there's no room with the kayak. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. I have a kayak. Did I tell you guys that? Uh, you've told me that before. Yeah, my dad bought me a kayak out of nowhere, and I don't yes. know where to put it. <laughs> we need to move it. I don't know where. But anyway, so that's my that's my Geek of the Week. And with that, I think it's probably about time that we move on to the meat of the episode. Thor meat. <laughs> Hemsworth meat. Ha- hammered meat. Hammered meat. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> but yeah, so ladies and gents, what we're doing, if there are any ladies that listen to this, um, what? oh yeah, your mom, what am I saying? So uh, we are going to be talking about what we thought about Thor Ragnarok, one of my personal new favorites to the Marvel Universe movie selection. I loved it <laughs> so much better than guardians so i want to hear okay let's before we before i before we get into this i'm just going to give you a couple couple fun facts about the movie and thor in general just just a couple fun facts so just so people know ragnarok translates to the end of the universe in norse mythology and kate blanchett played the first female marvel villain which is pretty cool as hella i think she did a cool cool jarb well i mean i guess in the mcu yeah there have been there have been marvel cinematic villains in the in marvel movies like in the x-men movies and stuff like that but not in uh the mcu i guess yeah in the mcu yeah well i mean yeah, not in the movies. Well, I know, no, because because you had well, maybe not like the main villain, but you had uh, Karen Gillan's character and the first, Nebula. yeah Nebula in the first Guardians movie. Yeah, but Ronan was the main villain of that. Yeah, so. yeah, but I mean, she was definitely there for. I guess if you're like looking at like the big bad in the movie kind of thing, then yes, Hela was the first yeah. uh, female big bad. But yeah, so she's the first like she's the first big bad nasty in it, and because they filmed it in Australia. Often kangaroos would wander onto set, which is hilarious. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what else. What other facts I have? Did you guys know that Joss Whedon directed the end credits in the first movie, the first Thor? Yeah. Well, because that was the lead into Avengers. Mm, that makes yeah. sense. Um, another fun fact: uh, Mjolnir, Mjolnir, Mjolnir. Thank you. Um, I should know that. I listen to Neil Gaiman's. Um, Norse mythology. Great book, by the way, that he narrates. Yeah, I've got it. It's on my it's on my list to read. It's I got it. so good. And he narrates it, so the audiobook is worth it. Um but I'm not big on audiobooks, I like reading. Yeah, I usually like reading too, but when you're you know driving two and a half, three hours yeah. a day. Thor's hammer me all near. Um once allowed Thor to time travel, which is pretty cool. 
It's not his only tool either. Thor also has the belt of strength, which doubles his strength. Um, we don't talk about it in the movies because it's not as important. And then, uh, did you know that Stan Lee originally wanted to play Odin? Yeah, I thought that. Huh. He also originally wanted. He also wanted to play Spider Man. So I mean, <laughs> well, like he's Stan yeah. Lee. And then another uh, another fun fact: Fenris Wolf is Loki's son, and Hela is Loki's daughter. In the well, in the actual- a, a, a Loki's daughter. Yeah, a Loki's daughter. Not the not the current Loki's daughter. He's the daughter of a previous person who assumed who uh, held the Loki title or helm or however yeah, sure, whatever you want to say. Yeah. yeah. So these are gods, right? So I guess the the idea is that they sort of uh, get uh, reincarnated occasionally, mm. and so the the version of Hela in the comics is the daughter of an earlier incarnation of Loki. Okay. All right. That's cool. Well, the Grand Master, as a separate thing, uh, once held the Mind Infinity Gem because he is one of the, um, oh, what are they called? Celestials? Yes. He's a Celestial. uh, Look at this. I know all this Marvel shit and I don't even read it. I'm so impressed. (laughs) I'm really impressed, actually. (laughs) Marvel's hard, right? Or Mark's hard right now. Marvel's also pretty (laughs) hard right now because they made a bunch of money off this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking right, they did. They're still making money yeah. on this movie. Did too. you go and see it multiple times, Mark? I've seen it three times now, yeah. Oh my god. Jesus. Yeah. So I ran out like the day it came out and saw it. Enjoyed it so much that I came home, took a bunch of edibles, and went back out and watched it again. <laughs> like right away. It was so good. Because I went and saw it like on a matinee, like at a four o'clock show. It was like so impressed. Came home, was just like, yeah, I'm gonna take this peanut butter cup, drive right back before it hits, get into a theater, watch the ten o'clock one. Did that. <laughs> was it great? Yeah. Oh my god, it was like even better than the first time. And then I went and saw it again a couple days later because I was bored and it was still on. So I was like, yep, gonna go again. Awesome. Love this movie. So It's great. Yeah. This is gonna be a two-on-one. Yeah. You- I didn't Oh. Yeah, Tim Tim got shitty about it. Like we chatted like in our <laughs> in our own little like back and forth that we always have kind of on the side so we don't ping your machine constantly while we're chatting yeah <laughs> we, t- we were talking about it that weekend and tim was a little shittier about it than i than i i was like i was over the moon and tim was like i had issues and i was like okay which completely flipped this weekend when justice league happened because tim was like i really liked it and i was like i had fucking problems all over the place with this piece of I, ha- I had issues with justice league as well they just weren't deal breakers yeah yeah, yeah. true well Okay, let me finish my factoids, and then we'll move on. Um, Just speaking about the Grandmaster, he is a mortal, and like you were saying, he's he's in the same realm as the Collector, who appears in Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're elders of the universe, who in the comics came to exist shortly after the universe began, and a lot of them owned Infinity Gems. So when Thanos wanted to acquire them for himself, he had um, quite a hard time outsmarting them, which is why some of them are still roaming around the universe. Jeez, Christy did all this research this week. Yeah. Who are you and what have you done with Christy? <laughs> what are you talking about? I always do research. That's not true at all. <laughs> when was the last time I didn't when I was I hosting? I don't know. I can't remember the last time. It's been a long time since you hosted. I can't remember the last time you hosted episodes. So, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I just think uh, it was funny, though, watching this and having heard the, you know, having read slash listened to on. Uh, Norse mythology by Neil Gaiman, Michael Taylor, start reading fucking Neil Gaiman. It was, 
it was actually pretty true to form, which I thought was kind of cool. I wish they'd highlighted Fenrir more because he is a real cool character. He does some dark shit. Yeah, so I was actually pretty impressed with how they held true to a lot of the uh, the actual mythology. Yeah, the Thor comics always kind of played fast and loose with that. So it is, it can be like, if you're expecting the, the story you read or whatever, like from the, like those, like the mythology stories and stuff like that, it can be a little like not one-to-one kind of translations a lot of the time because some of those stories are a lot darker than the, what they want to put in a Marvel book or whatever, like that kind of stuff happens. And there's some, Odin does some weird, creepy shit. Yeah, also, Odin so. is weird. Yeah, so um, they, they tend to kind of skew away from that and just kind of play up the uh, the 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 space Viking warrior kind of aspects of it in the comics more than anything else. But yeah, mm-hmm. it is it's always interesting. But yeah, so those are my factoids. Why don't we uh, give me give me what you thought? Tell me what you thought. Tim, do you want to get into it? Because I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to blow this movie for whatever. <laughs> half Initial an hour. My my. My really quick review is that I really enjoyed about 90% of the movie, but the other 10% really like distracted me. And in some cases, like took me out of it completely. So yeah, that that's it for me. I mean, I, it was, I enjoyed it greatly, but there was some tonal whiplash is the term that I'll use to describe the movie overall. Like it just, there were certain points where I was just like, okay, this is a really somber moment. Oh wow! They just cracked a joke and shit all over that somber moment. Yeah, that's fair. I I don't disagree with that, but I I think just based on the tone, like I was able to forgive it just because the tone of the movie was so like scattershot at that point. Anyway, that I yeah, I see where you're coming from. I didn't have a problem with that though. Like I didn't want this to be because they've done two super dour like serious Thor movies yeah. and they just don't yeah. really work right. Like they like they're fine. But they're definitely like the C list of the the Marvel Cinematic stuff. Mm. So doing it this way was just like they still had those moments in there, but it's just like uh, yeah, they undercut some of the the drama. But yeah, I don't know. I it's such a fucking fun ride that I was like, I can forgive almost anything they do. At this point, so. <laughs> I just have a feeling like I haven't done this, but I have a feeling if you sat down and watched the three Thor movies in a row, oh yeah, you would just get to the third one and be like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Yep. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Like, it's such a difference compared to the first two. Not that that's necessarily like it did probably need a change. Yeah. Just this tonally is so different than the first two. You know, like the what was it? The first one that was a Kenneth Branagh fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was Shakespeare. And this is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and the first one worked. The second one. eh. But then this is just such a departure. And like it. And I'm okay with this sort of tone for like your Guardians of the Galaxy or Spider-Man Homecoming. But when you start trying to shift these characters that are generally treated a little more seriously and, and sort of sorrowful or whatever, however you want to say it, in this way, it starts to be like, okay, now you're just pandering. Like, you know this is what works, and so you're just going to turn all these movies into this? I don't think they're going to turn all those movies into this. I think they've got, like, I don't think you're going to see a Captain America movie no. that tries to strike this tone at all. I think they had to do this with the Thor movies. Yeah. Because like the first movie worked, but was still generally regarded as kind of like a middling entry into the, into the franchise. And then the second one is, is pretty commonly regarded as like the worst movie in the franchise, like in the MCU at large. Mm -hmm. And I don't even hate the second one. Like it's totally watchable. And like, if I rewatch it, it's no worse than, I don't know. Like I would still rather watch that than any of the DC movies, except for wonder woman, probably like, 
You know what I mean? Like it holds together better than those movies do for me. So yeah, it's just I from what I've seen the the responses that I've seen, I've seen more actual fans of Thor. I'm not a like I'm not a Marvel person, so I can't really call myself like a big Thor fan or whatever. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of fans of Thor that were really not happy with this movie. Yeah. Whereas on the flip side, I've seen a lot of fans of of Justice League that were really happy with that movie. So I feel like what Marvel is doing is that they're just kind of trying to appeal to the widest audience. Yeah. And they're starting to lose their base. I I mean, we're <laughs> I, I think it's hard to say that when we're coming up on like a Black Panther movie finally coming yeah. out. And then <laughs> the the movie that follows that is going to be the biggest geek pandering movie probably in the history of movie, like in the history of these kind of movies, you know what I mean? Like infinity war is not going to be something that's going to be like a jokey, like, I don't know. At this point, it seems like it could be, it seems like they could be going that direction. We're going to get Taika Waititi's infinity war. (laughs) I don't think that's what's going to, I think the, uh, (laughs) Taika Waititi's what we did in the, what we do in the (laughs) infinity war. (laughs) I think, um, Oh God, I can't remember their names now. The brothers that are doing the, uh, that did the glass cap the, the uh, Russos. The Russos that did yeah, that did Captain America two and three and are now going to be doing Infinity or Avengers three and four. I think they have a better grasp on like balancing that out. Because there's still humor in like Winter Soldier and Civil War that mm-hmm. I think is fine for a movie like Infinity War. But I mean I don't think you're gonna see yeah, this movie's like laugh a minute kind of thing. I don't think you're gonna see that tone get brought into the Avengers movies. You know what I mean? They may have a moment or two where Thor and Hulk interact and that kind of stuff comes up because they just had this little like romp, but I don't think you're going to see that. Like this completely pervade everything. At least I I hope hope we don't like, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I really, really enjoyed it because I think that it spun Thor on its head in a way it needed to happen. Cause apparently I was reading an article, Chris Hemsworth, was getting real bored with playing Thor. And yeah. I think that this was part of him needing more substance to the character. Well, it also lets him like do something. Sub- like, substance is maybe yeah, no, overstating. It gives him something to play. <laughs> Another though. dimension to it, maybe. But I think it gave him some substance. Whole- I think you're just kind of like, you, you didn't identify with it as much, and therefore you did not see the substance. But to me, this made him a fuller character. It made him like beyond this Grecian, like, Shakespearean-esque, one-sided character that was just all... Into a joke. He's not a joke, though. It was fun. You can't see my face. No, I can't. I'm glad I can't, because I don't (laughs) agree with you. I'm, like, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely with Chrissy. Like, I understand where Tim's coming from, in that, like, yeah, maybe it's a little bit loose, like, faster and looser with the humor than I, it probably should have been in terms of like what thor is but i mean like it's so much fun i can forgive pretty much anything out of it at this <laughs> point like i was just like the first time I was, I was sitting there watching it and i was like i felt like i was baked watching it the first yeah. time and i was <laughs> stone sober i was like this is so much fun i've not had this much fun literally in years like i was just so happy watching the movie like it was so much fun that like i literally went back and fucking watched it again like three hours later like i i because it yeah. did something different. It did something different. Yeah. And to me, that was a necessity. It wasn't that different. It was a Guardians of the it Galaxy It wasn't, movie. though. Not at all. No, it really, really wasn't. It was, 
pretty it, close. It had, it had some elements of the Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think it was actually, I guess, arguably, it's probably even jokier than the Guardians of the Galaxy movies were. Like it, it leaned into humor more than even that franchise or part of the franchise. I don't know how do you want to talk, like describe it, but like that that title yeah. does so. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think you're I think you're on like your I'm just playing it. the devil's advocate here. Like I said, I did enjoy it overall. It's yeah. just I had more issues with it than either of you guys did. Yeah, and like yeah, and that's fair. And like I'm not a huge like Thor guy, so like I'm not one of those guys that you probably saw online. And I did see that that reaction too. Like there was Thor guys in like the subreddits that I frequent and stuff like that. That were like, well, it's fucking like kind of made him a joke. And I was like, yeah, but like he kind of always was. Like the whole time where he's like especially in the avengers movies when he's interacting with the other characters he's always they're always kind of like what the fuck like the point break joke and all that kind of stuff and like like hulk punching him in avengers and all that kind of stuff or like the adopted jokes that happen like with him and loki and all that kind of stuff and especially in the first one like the just the first uh, avengers movie like that the side of him that where there's mm. like humor to be had they've been they've touched before where this just like leans really heavily into it so I didn't have yeah. any problem with that at all. So, <laughs> I should say before you get much further and before I finish all my drinks that uh, my drink for the week is that I'm drinking crappy American beer out of my drinking horn because I feel like that's suitably Thor. Like I feel like one, he would have a drinking horn and two on Earth, he probably drinks like I'm drinking Miller High Life. I'm pretty sure that like he would be like a Miller High Life or a PBR, or, like a Bud Light kind of guy. Probably. <laughs> I don't know, that's a pretty hot cow for somebody with a also who hated the movie so. <laughs> he's got that as guardian uh metabolism yeah that's true i didn't Maybe say the- i hated the movie i said i'm playing devil's advocate that's okay uh go see go see justice league christy we, we can Dumpster review that fire. next week we could shit on tim's dreams yeah go right ahead <laughs> i've seen it all the thing is is that it that has become almost trendy at this point like have you, I don't know, Mark. Do you read uh, CBR comic book resources? I I glance at it. Like I, I don't read it every day, but I look at it. Yeah. Like people are just getting fatigued with them because they're just putting out like article after article about like all the things Justice League did wrong and all the people that thought that they could have done it so much better. And then like ninety percent of the comments are like, "What? Like, are you owned by Marvel? Like, <laughs> a lot of people liked this fucking movie." Why, why do you refuse to say anything positive about it? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that, too, because like I, I, there is there's a lot of like negativity around that movie, which is like it's earned, but it's not like necessary all the time. So. It's become just done to death at this point. Like it's it's the prequel bashing of 2017 kind of thing. Right. Like shitting wow. on the DC movies isn't yeah. anything new at this point. Right. No. It's not. It's just boring. Like say something original. <laughs> I just I think I I wanted and like, we'll get back to Thor, but like I I wanted after Wonder Woman, I yeah. thought they had it nailed and they didn't hit it as hard as Wonder Woman did. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I expected. I, I'll more agree with that. that. So, anyways, back to Thor. Whereas yes. this beautiful action adventure romp <laughs> that we're talking about. Well, you know what did you like? What did you like, Christy? Like you you've been you've been kind of listening to us ramble yes i have (laughs) um well i will say this i am an absolutely massive fan of taika watiti i adore him i think he is just brilliant what we do in the shadows has been my favorite movie consistently over the last like three or four years 
That movie's so fucking funny. It is like, so, so I still haven't seen oh it, actually. God. Oh, God. Tim, Go this is why Tim. you don't like Thor. Yeah. I No, I'm I'm going to flat out say that I don't care how good what we do in the shadows is. It's not going to change how I feel about this movie. Um, He's right. You should watch it, though. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah no, I, so I'd want to watch it. Like yeah. I And I love Jermaine Clement. It's yeah. so beyond Jermaine, though. Oh, he's so though. good in it. Like, He's so fucking he funny is. in it, And, though. like, the thing is that I also really enjoyed um, Hunt for the Wilder People. Which he did, and it's totally worth a watch. It's got Sam Neill in it. He did Eagle and Shark too, didn't he? Yes, I did see Eagle and Shark. That was yeah, interesting. There's a lot. He does a lot of really great, wonderfully like comedic but human movies, which I really love. And his comedic timing is unbelievable, and his writing is great. And I just I love him. I love him, and I will never stop loving him. So going. Knowing that he was directing a big Marvel movie with a character that, like, I wasn't even that passionate about. Like, this, to me, his rendition of Thor, giving Thor the ability to be funny and light and more than just this, like I was saying, this Shakespearean figure, made Thor personable while still keeping him Thor. Like, sure, he was he was jokey, but he wasn't a joke. I thought that, you know, we've mm-hmm. had this... You know, Loki's been carrying the brunt of the comedic relief on and off throughout all of the films. And it was about damn time for Thor to have some humanism or humanistic qualities thrust upon him because he's been on Earth now and part of the Earth culture for a number of years. And you know what? That rubs off on you. And he's not just an Asgardian anymore. He's beyond that. And I think that we we get to see something in the Marvel universe that I think is underplayed and that there are moments like it can be, it can be funny. It can be comedy. And I really enjoyed that they were able to find that. Cause I was expecting when they said that they were going to be doing a third movie and it was called Ragnarok. And before I found out who the director was, I was like, this is going to be another kind of Thor movie. And that's the funny thing too, because like if you see, if you look up the original logo they put out when they announced it, it's like this really like grim, dark kind of looking logo that is like not anything remotely resembling the super day glow eighty style logo that the film actually has now. Like it's on the posters and stuff like that. Because I'd assume the original treatment was supposed to be like a very serious, like Asgard is going to fall, Thor needs to stop it. Like probably the plot of the movie that actually was there but without any of the comedic elements that went in there, like probably not a Jeff Goldblum or a Korg or anything like that being yeah. in there, which probably would have um, made it much more, a much more like, well, I'm going to say grounded because it's still fucking like gods in space kind of shit, but like maybe a more dour kind of affair than it ended up being. Mm-hmm. So I just also, I friggin' loved the use of the music, the theme. Oh my God. Why can't, which immigrant yeah. song? The immigrant song? What's wrong with me? That wasn't the no, no, no. Theme, but like exactly, but it was a really that that was the one of the best sequences in the movie by well, far. Both both of them, yeah. Like when they yeah. when it showed up was pretty awesome. And the fact that they like went to that so quickly in the movie, like it wasn't like oh you're, we're gonna make you wait for Thor kicking ass to Led Zeppelin was yeah. Like, mm-hmm. They didn't make you wait for that. Was like oh that's awesome. They're just gonna like pull their load with this really early, and then it's like oh. I guess that's it, right? Nope. And then nope, comes back again. It's like nope, still awesome, still awesome it when it comes back. It was so awesome every time. It was not overused, yeah. and I liked it. Well, I say it was the theme because it became Thor's kind of like badass theme by the end of the movie. And you have to admit, the effects in this film 
were phenomenal. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's uh, it was it's kind of trip though. It's 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 like a good trip to watch. Like visually, it's a very stunningly well put together movie too. For because the the Marvel movies have always had kind of a um, like a house style almost to them. Yeah, and I find it like since especially since the first Guardians movie, this like the, the the cosmic side of stuff has allowed them to kind of go visually a little bit different, like more colorful than what they do on Earth. Yeah, to the point where that's kind of affected. Like Spider Man was a, a lot a brighter kind of movie than any of the other, like like an Iron Man or a Captain America movie had been up to that point. And this one is just such like a giant fucking love letter to Jack Kirby's like insane, oh yeah, like like yeah. trippy new gods like style of art and stuff like that. Like I did, yeah, I did really love that amount of uh, Kirby influence that we got, like particularly on Sakar. Yeah. Like the interior design, the armor, the soldiers, all that was like super Kirby. And I was that 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 is something that I've always thought like would be challenging to adapt into a, a real, you know, a live medium, live action medium. Yeah. But this did it really yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. That was like my like, well, I had a lot of things about this movie that I like, but that was probably like the one thing that I took away from it. Like that is my favorite part. It was just like how visually striking they made it based on like the king's art kind of thing which is just like mm-hmm. oh i love jack kirby's like especially when he gets weird and like cosmic and trippy and shit like that i love that stuff so much so like having this be like kind of a love letter to that is yeah like, just amazing to me so. well i just yeah. you know what I'd, I'd love to hear we've talked a little bit about the generalizations about what we liked and what we did and, um tell me tim what did you like there is plenty of stuff I liked about it. I, I thought Hella was far and away one of the best villains we've had in a while in the MCU. That's one of the things. I thought you were longer used. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. But in, in but uh, her presence was really good. Her motivations were really good. Uh, I think I liked her even more than I liked uh, Michael Keaton's Vulture. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, great performance. It was it was a complex villain. There was you know more than one dimension to it, kind of thing. So that was one thing I really enjoyed. You want me to just keep going? Yep. Goldblum, I liked overall. Uh, I mean, it was he was basically p- playing a caricature of himself, right? Like yes. it was, yeah. But but he's already like so foreign and kind of weird and alien that it it worked. It like he felt like this sort of creature that was playing at being human or something yeah. like that. That's like millennia old and doesn't have any particular um, adherence to any social norms or anything like that that they would yeah. have, right? Like just like yeah. just outside of what would be normal, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. That that immigrant so- song sequence at the end, I fucking loved. Thor finally realizing that like the Odin power or whatever the is what's it called? His what? like his the odin force is that what it yeah, is odin force yeah the odin force is is in him it wasn't you know the 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 hammer mjolnir was just the channel for it loki using his fucking helmet as a weapon that was badass yeah the flips yeah. he was doing with it i was like yeah, yeah. and hulk versus uh hella's giant dog thing fenrir. i can't remember fenrir. the name of yeah fenrir yeah and uh and valkyrie just fucking kicking ass like that whole scene i was yeah. super happy well I wasn't happy with Scourge, but I'll get to that later. Wow. Let's see. The the stuff, the, the I did like some of the humor. Like I said, there was just some of the jokes that didn't land for me. A lot did. The Hulk just fucking tossing Thor around after Thor, like, tries to use, like, the Black Widow soothing oh. stuff on him. They're like, <laughs> sun's getting real low, pal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, the, and then Hulk just, like, I would have been really upset if that actually worked. 
Yeah. And then I was super happy when Hulk was just like, nope, fuck this. Starts just throwing Thor around. Well, I like I like because that's like a reference to both both the Avengers movies in one shot, right? Like it's like it's a like that's the calming agent they use for him that Black Widow was using for him in Ultron. Yeah. And then like what he does to Thor is like exactly what he did to Loki, right? Yeah. and that was so good watching Loki's reactions. Yeah. yeah Loki's response when he sees Thor come out or when yeah. he sees the Hulk come out, he's just like, I got to oh. get off this planet. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. I loved it when he got, was like flinging yeah. Thor or uh, flinging Thor around Loki. He was like, yes, that's how it feels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that felt good. That was like good, like brother, brotherly sibling rivalry kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I gotta say, I enjoyed the Hulk dick jokes. Yeah. Oh where man, gets, that's where he gets out of the hot tub and, oh, and of course I was like, oh yeah. can't unsee that. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> and the uh the re- referral of like the giant wormhole is the devil's anus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. But there was some gr- yeah, really great humor in there. Um and, and generally I, I was really happy with the Thor Loki stuff. Their their back and forth is always mm-hmm. good and it continued to be good in this movie. Yeah um i like how they integrated everybody into like their little like rivalry too like everybody kind of got like little digs at both of them because of it because like mm-hmm. like valkyrie has stuff like that and like when banner walks in after valkyrie has kind of kidnapped or like tied Th- or uh, loki up she's like they're kind of looking at each other like do i know you do i know you kind of thing like yeah that kind of stuff's going on yeah um, but even like uh my favorite oh is my still, god like piss off ghost like korg just <laughs> like <laughs> fucking kicking the fucking Loki like apparition was just like Korg yeah. was my you favorite. You know who that was too. Was, I was just dying every time he opened yeah. his mouth. Because so he's funny. brilliant. Yeah, it was like a beautiful character. Yeah, so fucking funny. All right, yeah. This is, yeah. All right, new Doug. So good. And then oh <laughs> no, Doug. he's dead. He's been dead the whole time. I oh, carried him around because I felt bad. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh look, he's alive. Oh no, he's alive. It's great. It's great. Yep. That's so <laughs> I can't wait. I'm I'm really hoping they're they're able to kind of integrate him into um I think he would be good like like comic relief for like that like what it will be a giant group of fucking superheroes and Avengers yeah. like that. I'm hoping he shows up know. in the next one. Some of his some of uh Corey's jokes were some of the ones that I was just like, ooh, that was a bridge too far for me. Oh like, really? When, well, like when they're fucking sitting there watching Asgard explode, <laughs> like it should be a really somber moment. And like he's talking about, like as long as the That's foundations right. are there, you can still rebuild. And then it explodes. Like, well, foundations are gone now. <laughs> Def- definitely can't yeah. rebuild now. And I'm I like, oh my, my god, these people just lost their fucking world. And you're, I mean, no, they're just making light jokes, of a but, situation. But like the fucking screenwriters are like shitting that all is over his it. Humor too, though. That's his humor. I was laughing my ass off. Oh, I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, I, it's just like this like grand civilization that he's just like shitting on while while they watch their world yeah. explode. Basically, they keep saying Asgard's not the place. It's the yeah, people. which are back. And, that, and that I liked that being said, I, I, I was happy with that ending and that twist, right? That like they were supposed to bring her at, bring about Ragnarok like that was their fate kind of thing and that they did. You know, they did end up, you know, rejuvenating Surtur and they were the ones that that, Bring that it up. brought it about. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not often that you get a, a cold open that pays off that well later yeah. in the movie either. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, play, it plays like the, it's like the perfect, the perfect example of Chekhov's gun, right? Like, 
mm-hmm. they talk about him doing that, like having to come up and like destroy Asgard, and they pull the trigger on it at, in in the third act, like at the finale. Yeah, which I thought was like, oh, that's really awesome that they were like, in a way oh, cool. in a way that wasn't really expected either. Like yeah. I, I that I didn't really see them like forecast that very much. I kind of realized like I was like the only way to beat her is probably that like I kind of yeah put it together kind of thing because I was like what's going on in the movie that can whatever but mm-hmm. yeah but yeah I thought it was I just thought it was really well like well played and it yeah. also like leads in nicely to like maybe a reference to the Thor story that I talked about when we did our comic book episode a couple weeks ago where when they revive Asgard after Ragnarok in the comics Asgard is on Earth mm-hmm. like actually in like the Midwest kind of thing. So I think they could play. They they will probably do it where like they're in Norway, like they do. Yeah. That's where they keep showing up. But like it'll still be like Asgard on Earth, which I think is kind of, would be an interesting dynamic to have going into like, I guess what will technically be Phase Five of the MCU kind of thing. Or are we still in Phase Three? I don't even remember anymore. I have no idea. Uh, I think we're still in Phase Three. I think basically the I think leading Infinity I think War Avengers movies will be the end of Phase Three. Yeah. So like going into Phase basically four, the anytime you get an Avengers movie, it's the end. End of a phase. Yeah. So yeah. So like that that's kind of an interesting like thing that could be that could go on going forward into like phase four, I guess. So Mm -hmm. that's that that had me kind of like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about you, Mark? Was there anything you didn't like? That I didn't like? No. No. I had so much fun with this movie. I like honestly (laughs) barely had any problems with it. I like I I did have like maybe not as big a concern with it as Tim did. Like I did sometimes like, I was like, well, this is like way jokier than I was expecting it to be. But like, it was so fucking funny and fun that I was like, yeah, I don't really care. Like overall, like I'm just having so much fun watching this. Like, I don't give a shit that it's like taking the piss out of a bunch of stuff. I was just like, no, too much fun. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. I loved all of it. And I will not listen to Tim's negativity. (laughs) (laughs) It will not shit on my parade. Um, though I get why you say the things you did, Tim, but I think I've just grown to love Taika's work so much. I was just so prep, like so pumped for this. I thought the casting was great. And I think that it was a fresh, it was a breath of fresh air for Thor. Yeah. I think if you had done this for Captain America, it wouldn't have worked. I think if you had done this for Iron Man, it had already been done. If you had done this for the Hulk on his own, it wouldn't have worked. So having the bromance between them and offering this new way for us to appreciate Thor was a necessity to keep his storylines fresh. Mm. <laughs> 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 That's an opinion. What did you guys think about? Uh, That's an about... opinion. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> what What were your guys' feelings on Scourge? That was probably the one joke that I was like, "Ugh, this is a little bit too much." Like the at the beginning when he's like. This is my stuff. I was like, oh, okay, what, yeah. what? That's not that. That landed a little flat for me. Yeah, and they didn't really pay off his being. Well, they did, but they didn't as much as I would have liked to have seen them pay off his being conflicted about like kind of siding with Hella. Yeah. Well, he's called the executioner, and we barely saw him execute anybody. Well, yeah. they never actually call him the executioner in the movie. Like he, that's his t- like title in the books, the like comics, in the comics. Yeah. yeah. I was super happy to see Carl Urban in the MCU just because I love <laughs> Carl Urban. And I'm a little like, I'm hoping this doesn't preclude him from replacing Ben Affleck going forward because that's that's my <laughs> pick for Batman. But oh, I was like, is that Jake a thing? Uh, no, no, the rumor going around is Jake Gyllenhaal right now, but I'm like, no, 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 no. He's too busy on Broadway. Carl Urban is like, would be the fucking per- like, he already played Judge Dredd. Go, like, 
he would be the perfect Batman. Anyway. I just found his character forgettable. That was my feeling was, was he was the most disposable part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I, I could have done without that character that besides the, the comedy and the tonal issues I had with the movie. That was my biggest issue is that scourge was just his character arc was pointless. It was fucking heavy handed. The character was like super one D his comedic beats were shitty. Yeah. Um, he felt like Alfred from the Hobbit movies. Mm. Like right down to he like cowardly disguised himself to escape from the refugees or escape uh, alongside the refugees. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And that's the exact same thing that Alfred did in the in the Hobbit movies. And Alfred is one of those like most hated characters in the Hobbit movies because he's just no reason for him to be there kind of thing. I feel like he was just kind of there to be audience to Hela talking. Yeah. Kind of like why he was there, which I'm kind of fine with because like. We haven't really talked super a lot about Kate Blanchett. Like we've talked about Hella being like a good villain and stuff like that, but like Kate Blanchett was just like chewing the scenery and owning every fucking second of it. Yeah. Like she's so, sassy as fuck. Just so good. Like yeah. I was so happy with that. And I'm I'm like because of the nature of these characters, like, yeah, she was maybe underused in this movie, but I definitely think she's a character they could bring back, which would be awesome. Mm-hmm. So like that would be something that I like look forward to. Like hopefully seeing more of that going forward because it would she be was cool so to much see her fun to Thanos, like team well, up. that's the mm-hmm. that's the rumor going around is that like because thanos is infatuated with like the embodiment of death and she's the goddess of death they could play it that he's infatuated with her like that's who he's infatuated with which like in that outfit i can totally see being infatuated with her because that yikes, girl but... has not aged no, no i was like how old is she all, like yeah. i can like look it up after the movie i was like how fucking old is she because like dear <laughs> god yeah, I know. She looks amazing. Yeah. I uh, I just really love her performance because it was, it felt compelling. Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard to do in the Marvel MCU sometimes to create an actual, like, interesting, well-developed character. Yeah, that's not one of, that's not one of the leads, especially. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because usually the, the, the villains tend to be more like a, um, not even a character, more like a MacGuffin that just kind of move the plot along, mm-hmm. which I felt like she kind of was, but like, she was just having like she was so much fun to watch that like I not sure that I cared that much or like when it was nice that they built her into sort of the history of Asgard like yeah. the way that they did as well and made her feel more relevant that way. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say, did you guys see the the parody? Oh, the 40 thing? The, yeah. The play? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. with James Corden one. Yeah. That yeah. was solid. Yeah. Where she's it's just awesome. like, I think these people just wanted to see the movie. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. Yeah. so funny that was really well done yeah uh you can, like you can just tell especially like uh hiddleston and hemsworth are, were just having so much fun just showing yeah. up in like their fucking shitty wigs and stuff like that and, like, yeah like, <laughs> like vamping through dollar store costumes and yeah like vamping <laughs> through the whole role and all that kind of stuff like it was just <laughs> so much fun yeah um what have we not have we, have we talked about everything like is there anything we've missed i don't want to i don't want to i don't want like the commenters to be like you guys didn't talk about this at all <laughs> well here's what i think we've talked uh, we, we have to we have to end the podcast we're yeah we're going on too long but um here's my thought if we missed anything let us know and we'll address it early in the next episode and give our thoughts and opinions about it for like we'll give ourselves 15 20 minutes max to like address anything that we missed because we did talk a lot about newsday we had some tech issues so we've uh we've got some stuff to work around but i would love to hear what other people thought anyway and like i said if if we can you know if we miss anything we'll just address it next next episode oh 
What did you guys think about Tessa Thompson? Oh, it's Valkyrie. Valkyrie. I thought yeah. she. Yeah, that's. We didn't really talk about her. No, oh, I thought yeah. she was great. She was good. Okay. Yeah, I was really happy with that. I was upset that they cut out the scene that apparently would have basically shown that she was bisexual. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of frustrating, but uh, overall, like the performance that they did keep in the movie, I thought was was great. She's bisexual. The character, yeah. Oh, cool. The character supposed to be was supposed to be, but I guess at like the last minute they cut out the scene that would have basically said that. Yeah, those those tableaus of her of uh, the Valkyries fighting, they did it a lot in the movie, but like the ones specifically where like the Valkyries are going up against Hela was like that was, that cool. was so like comic book come to life, like just mm-hmm. really stunning stuff. Yeah, like, it was that was really beautiful. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it was so. Hey, he's like. I never would have thought he would be that good a lensman. You know what I mean? Like he would be that good a visual stylist, considering oh, yeah. like the movies he did were t- relatively low budget. Like they were, they looked good for what they were, but they weren't like these. Maybe he just hired a good DP. It, uh, yeah, he probably just had a really good DP on him. But like, still, like it was, it was really like to look at. I think, like aside from the humor and all the other stuff, like like the the visuals of this movie really like like blew me away so. yeah i was pretty happy with the visuals yeah and then let's we can wrap it up but like thanos shows up at the end oh God that was cool it. i'm so <laughs> fucking ready because like my, my body is ready for infinity war just give me a <laughs> god damn it disney like quit holding out on me give me the fucking teaser trailer i need it now or i might die <laughs> my my like final thoughts are gonna be like I feel like the movie needed like one or two more passes through the editing room so that it had a little bit more consistent of a tone. So you weren't just getting like fucking whipped back and forth the whole movie and that would have made it a little bit more solid. I didn't get that whip effect that you're talking about though. I just didn't, I don't know. I didn't get it. I've I've seen a lot of other people describe that as well. Yeah, well, I've seen a lot of other people say Justice Please was the worst thing since Batman vs. Superman, Tim. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I don't mean to yell. Okay. I don't mean to get this defensive. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, that being said, everything that I've said about it, like I said, I did greatly enjoy the movie. I think I would probably still put it in my top five of the Marvel movies overall. I think it's probably the best Thor movie that we've had. Oh, it's definitely the best. Thor I, movie. I don't remember the first one really well because I think I haven't. I don't know if I've seen it since it first came out. My my concern with all of this is I just hope we're not seeing a shoemockering of the MCU. I don't think oh, so. I think, we're, I think we're a million miles away from that. I think you're overreacting. I think that's overreaction. I mean, that movie was not too far away from Batman Forever in terms of visuals and in terms of tone. And He didn't whip out a fucking Bat that, credit card. That was Batman right? and Robin. Oh, okay. But it's Batman, Batman Forever is the gateway to Batman and yeah, Robin. Right. Right. I hope you're this right. is not the Batman and Ro- or the Batman Forever, Forever. of okay, the MCU. The that's my That's my concern. I think Kevin Feige's got a better fucking grip on things than like the <laughs> shitty Warner executive from the nineties did. You know what I mean? Like, I think we're okay. I, I hope, I hope that's true. Come on, man. Black Panther looks fucking. It awesome. does. Look really I'll good. admit so, Black Panther looks fucking awesome. And it looks to be uh, more serious in tone. It's yeah. just for me, like every movie this year that Marvel has put out has been this like comedic romp. And that is yeah. part of what's been like sort of setting off a red flag in my head. But yeah, you're right. Black Black Panther looks like it's going to be a lot more serious in tone. Yeah, that looks like Civil War two to me. Like it, it has yeah. that. Looks like it's got that kind of tone to it, which I'm yeah. like, I'm in for too. Like, yeah. And then I think, I mean, we don't know what of it like Infinity War is going to be like, but I can't see them going like 
I can't see them being any more comedic about it than they have been with any of the other Avengers movies. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't see them going. But considering Guardians of the Galaxy are probably going to play pretty heavily into it, I could see it going that way a little more. We'll see. Um, It's going to be a balancing act, but I think... The last thing I'll say is I really still liked Idris Elba. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about Idris Elba. He was was awesome. That's all we need to say. He was great. He's always great. Idris is a cool guy. (laughs) I was disappointed. The one thing I did point out, I was like, uh, they didn't mention Sif. Yeah, they killed the Warriors three without much ceremony, and they didn't mention Sif at all, which is cool because it means she can kind of maybe show back up, which is great because I really like Jamie Alexander in that role. She shows up in Agents one of, of the pa- yeah one of the past seasons of Agents of Shield that took place after Dark World. Yeah, I think it was like season two, so I think it's yeah. been a while. But yeah. hopefully, she's still out there and they they can bring her back out, bring yeah. her back in because she was. Well, didn't awesome. they kill all of Whatever, Thor's so. buddies in the very opening scene when they went? But not not Lady Sif though. Like when Hela Hela first shows up, but but Sif wasn't there. Yeah. They killed two of the Warriors. Three. It was apparently unavailable for filming the movie when that when it came up to that. So they, I feel like they moved Hogan over to the scene, like the scene he had where he had a lot, a bit mm. more dialogue with Hela, mm. and they killed the other two beforehand, kind of thing. Where I feel like they would have just had Hogan there and died with the other two at the beginning, and then had that scene be Sif instead of Hogan. Mm-hmm. But this opens up Sif to be able to like come back in like in whatever Avengers four. Or, if they want to do Thor for, I guess they could bring her back and have her be a proper romantic fucking interest for him, like she is in the comics. Oh, I was gonna say because this isn't Valkyrie, weren't they leading to that? Uh, probably maybe. Come on, like a love triangle with somebody that's actually believable for him to be with, as opposed to fucking Natalie Portman, who looks like she never <laughs> wanted to be in any of those movies ever. <laughs> yeah. And as outright said, she's never coming back to the MCU. So good fucking. Did she movie. say that? Yeah, she's like she hates those movies. Oh, <laughs> Natalie. Yeah. yeah, she comes off kind of shitty when it comes to those movies. So maybe it's because she's really who she is in a rap. She did yeah. get burned once in uh, with the start with the prequel Star Wars prequel. That's true. That's true. I don't know if I were her, I'd be like very happy to just like keep collecting these fucking giant fucking Disney checks, residuals. Though, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but whatever. That's fine. I'm much happier with him with like Sif or Valkyrie than I am with her. So. Yeah, she was never a particularly compelling character. No, no. Okay, I think we can. Uh, I think we can wrap it up. Sorry, Chris. I keep <laughs> yeah, no, that's all good. It's all good. Back in. Okay, yeah. Let's wrap it up. Let's make this uh, definitive. Um, apparently, I'm having trouble with my words. So, um, yes, thank you for listening. We'd love to hear what you thought about Dance Robot Dance 71st episode. Um, I'm making it sound like it's a big deal. And um, <laughs> we're coming up on seventy-five. I can't believe it. What? I said we're yeah. coming up on seventy-five episodes. I can't. Are we like we're we're like uh, one episode from overtaking Geeks with Kids now, aren't we? No, seventy-five will be us overtaking. Okay. They were at seventy-four. Speaking of which, they actually well, I think Eric started actually posting uh, some content on the Geeks with Kids Facebook page while yeah, we were apparently they're gonna. Recording. I've been talking with uh, some of them in a message group, and we're gonna be they're gonna be releasing an episode in the next week or two. Oh, oh that god damn it that means we won't be able to catch that's, up we gotta catch up guys <laughs> we gotta catch up maybe they don't want us to catch up maybe that's what it is maybe because we're, we're catching up fast so <laughs> but yes all right let's uh let's wrap this up so uh first of all um just a second i'm writing fishy vagina to someone all right um so what? first of all uh <laughs> follow us on our social media stuff we are on facebook at dance robot dance podcast you can find us on twitter at drd underscore podcast 
And you can always email us if you want to go back in some episodes and find out what our email is, but we don't really look at that anymore. And I check it occasionally, yeah. but not us, often. Give us a review on iTunes if you haven't yet. We we love reviews. I don't think we have any, but uh, we have one, I think, maybe. Just from me. That Mark wrote. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> hop over there and give us uh, give us a review. Check us out on... Five stars, guys. Five stars. Five stars. And we've we've got, you know, you can listen to us pretty much anywhere that uh, offers podcast opportunities. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Let us know what you thought about Thor Ragnarok and any of the other news and geeky stuff we talked about this week. So uh, for the evening, let's say goodbye to our co-host. We've got Mark to say goodbye. Goodbye. Tim to say goodbye. Okay, but why does space beer come in brown glass bottles? I'm going to kill you. All right. And... uh, (laughs) We're going to say goodbye from me, too, because I don't want Tim to talk anymore about how he thought this movie was shitty because it was great. (laughs) So um, until next week, folks, this has been Dance Robot Dance. I'm Christy, your host for this week, signing off. Have a good night. Ah!